Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. What is up, Gypsy gang? We are back for another edition of the Gypsy Tales podcast. And this time, coming at you with the homie, Brandon Lupos. Uh, This dude is a G. Uh, He basically qualified for the olympics and then recently i mean basically yesterday uh we found out that the olympics has been postponed uh but in talking to brandon i still have no doubt that he will be coming back to australia when the olympics does uh, actually take place with a medal around his neck in bmx park uh really really rad dude he's such a nice humble guy uh really honest in this podcast and uh and he's a a massive moto fan as well so i really enjoyed talking to brandon he's a great dude uh and this will definitely not be the last time that he joins us on the gypsy tales podcast but before we get into today's podcast just got to give a quick shout out to our sponsors uh the guys at mx store are still there they're still shipping orders and uh they're still the best uh you can head to mxstore.com.au uh if you'll want to be uh stuck inside and uh, you've got a bit of a project bike build that's been on the go for a while uh this is a perfect time to get it done so mxstore.com.au order whatever you need to get your dirt bike looking spick and span and running like an absolute dream for when this uh when all this COVID 19 business is over uh also it's probably not a bad time to uh to chuck some fresh stickers on your bike, you've definitely got the time to uh, make sure there's no bubbles coming out in, in that bad boy. Uh, you can head to rivalinkdesigncode.com and uh, use the promo code GYPSYTALES or GYPSYGANG for 15% off. Uh, and while you're at it, the perfect, uh, I guess the perfect combo is, uh, is a thrill seekers seat cover so you can head to thrillseekerscollection.com uh, you can design your own seat cover or you can choose uh, from some of the super gangster stuff that they do there they just released the jared mcneil tree camo seat cover today uh, so yeah get amongst it and get yourself basically the best seat cover in the game uh, also got to give a big shout out to the guys at boost mobile uh, they are doing everything they can to keep us running 100% during this time uh, and it is much appreciated Uh, basically if you do need a sim card if you need like a backup thing just in case anything goes out uh, you can head to any service station and buy your prepaid sim card um, and then you can just go through the website boost.com.au to activate and get it all sorted 
Uh, also, just got to give a massive shout out uh, to Sammy uh, and the team at Fist. Uh, he is going to be helping us uh, keep this whole thing running for this month. So just for that, we've got to give uh, his basically now iconic handwear company, Fist Handwear, a plug. Uh, if you want to get 20% off your very own pair of Fist gloves, then you can type in the uh, the lovely code FUCKJACE uh, and you're going to get 20% off your entire Fist Handwear order. Uh, JB, the mad dog, is probably going to put some uh, some knobbies over his face and just keep shipping orders uh, throughout this time. And also, it is starting to cool down a little bit. So uh, protect yourself from uh, getting a cough that could lead to corona uh, and head to dixonquality.com.au, D-I-X-X-O-N quality.com.au and get yourself basically the... Uh, dopest flannels in the game you would have seen me wearing these on multiple occasions anytime the studio gets cold uh i absolutely love these things i was actually in one of them when i crashed in vietnam um but still love them still love them to death uh and also really cool sponsor to be jumping on board and it's such a, a needed time uh we're going to be having a lot of downtime so i have ordered myself a copy of monster energy supercross the official video game three uh that is out now and it is basically the best supercross game that has ever been made everything is official uh from the teams to the training compounds uh monster energy supercross three is the exact replica of the supercross world the game will feature 2019 uh the 2019 monster energy supercross season with 100 riders of both 450 uh, and 250 categories, 15 official stadium tracks. For the very first time in the series, it will now include the possibility to join the official Supercross teams of, uh, of the 2019 championship in career mode. So you'll finally have the chance to be a factory rider. I never got that chance, so I'm going to try and earn a spot on a factory roster uh, in the game. So uh, really excited, and we are going to be uh, building a Gypsy Tales compound online uh, and then we're going to be having some comp- competitions to throw down some heaters. I know Jat's just got his copy, Sam just got his copy, and we're also going to be giving away some copies as well. Um, so thank you very much to our sponsors. Uh, we also have just started a Patreon account, so you can head to patreon.com slash gypsytales uh, and you can join our Patreon. We're going to have a message board there, uh, which is going to have a lot of the gaming info uh, in it. Uh, we're going to do some Q&A stuff in there. And I'm also going to be doing some exclusive Patreon podcasts. Uh, everyone that signs up to the Patreon is going to get uh, access to the YouTube podcast early. Um, so I'm going to be posting them 24 hours early, exclusive for uh, the people that want to support the Gypsy Tales community. Uh, and I'm excited. It's been something I've wanted to do for a long time. I've just really wanted to figure out the way to do it right. Um, and if you want access to the message board and you cannot afford uh, the fee that uh, Patreon charges, uh, then please find my email address through the Instagram, send me an email and we'll let you in. Uh, also just got to give a shout out to the guys at Cricks Tweed. Uh, they've been hit really hard by, uh, everything that's going on. So if you are in need of a new car, uh, if it had to happen, uh, head, well, you can't really head there, but, uh, give those guys a call, send them through an email. Uh, and 
they are still giving away that bike uh, at the end of June 30. So um, any new car, the chances just got better too. They're not going to be selling as many cars. So uh, you can win yourself a brand new KTM 450 SXF uh, through the guys at Cricks Tweed. So head to crickstweed.com.au. Uh, thank you very much to listening for this long-winded ad read. Um, but in this time, it is really, really important that we take the time to thank our sponsors that uh, are doing their best to keep us running. So thank you very much. And I hope you guys enjoy today's podcast. Everyone was always, when I said that I was going to do it like full time and it was going to be like, you know, full on, everyone was like, you're going to run out of people and like, you're not going to be able to do it with, you know, you're not just going to be able to keep doing it and doing it. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, it just hasn't stopped. That's so crazy. It's good. You, you, um, not prove people wrong by you like i'm gonna do this and then you ended up do, doing it bigger and better than more than you would probably yeah like dude it's already it it's already way bigger than i thought it'd be that's and what, it's only gonna get bigger too yeah and that's what people always say they're like um they're like oh what what do you want it to be and i'm like it's already bigger like it's bigger than <laughs> yeah. i thought it could be anyway so it's just like oh that's better that's loud as fuck now um uh, oh, flip those headphones around. Oh, just, yeah. yeah, they're okay. on the left's on the right, and the right's yeah. This one. Yeah, it's weird because the the cord, like you, everyone, you're used to the cord being yeah, on this yeah, side. Yeah, that's um, no, all good. Are you gonna uh, are you gonna intro the podcast in Spanish for us? Um, I can try. I'm, I'm fre- I can. I mean, I might have to freshen up a little bit, but um, I can try. Let's do it. All right. Hola, amigos. Uh, <laughs> let me try again. <laughs> no. <laughs> Putting um, him on the spot in another language. Yeah. <laughs> Hola amigos, como estas? Uh, estamos aquí en uh, Gold Coast, Australia. Yo soy, uh, yo soy aquí con, con mi amigo Jace. Uh, yeah, estamos aquí, hablo su mierda, muy mierda, <laughs> aquí here Gypsy Tales podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sick. Brandon Lupos, everybody is in the building right now. Uh, it's a podcast I'm extremely excited about um, for a number of reasons. The main one being that Lupos is a fucking mad dog <laughs> of everybody's, uh, everybody's accounts and uh, a friend through a lot of my friends. So I'm stoked yeah. that we uh, got to hang out today, did a little bit of filming down at one of the parks in, uh, in Helensvale. Uh, I think it is. Yeah, it's right by Harbour Town. So yeah, be, yeah, Helen's Vale. Yeah. So yeah, we uh we got in, did a little bit of filming, and now we're in uh, to talk a bunch of fucking good shit about BMX. Yeah, keen as and moto, hopefully. Yes, dude. I didn't know <laughs> that you were such a moto frother, but I guess it makes sense because um you like actually listen to the podcast at times, and it's like yeah. mainly those moto dudes. So I feel it's crazy because even though I ride BMX freestyle, and I'm mainly around freestyle people, but my it's like you know when i grew up riding that's all i wanted to do was bmx and and just live breathe sleep bmx and when i started becoming professional i kind of needed that outlet you know you can't just be fully just yeah with your sport you know i feel like it's not healthy to kind of just be so dedicated to a fact you're like oblivious to the rest of the world and what's around it yeah and when i first signed with my agent lucas myrtle he was um still into like freestyle moto and help it and then he got into racing and when he first signed like some moto dudes i kind of like 
just like not watched him but just like checked his guys out see yeah. if they were good and then yeah and seeing him progress to what he is now like i'm so proud of him and dude it's it it's crazy because when i i didn't expect me to find like a love that i have for bmx and something else yeah like when i first found moto i was just like even though i like don't ride moto by any means last time i rode a dirt bike was right before i sold my dirt bike to move to america yeah and that was like over two years ago but I, like i'm not gonna say like i know all the parts on the bikes and i and like i know anything about really anything when it comes to the mechanic sides but dude like it's i live and breathe moto like so i just sick, love it dude yeah yeah i think it's rad like that's one of the things like i was saying to you today that the whole if it, the one thing that i've really learned by doing the podcast is that so many guys just froth the moto thing from different sports like the bmx guys and then massive in the mountain bike stuff like a bunch yeah. of the a bunch of the really um the really good mountain bike dudes froth the motor and it's like they've all it seems like they all kind of congregate in the little like gypsy tales community it's like a crazy little thing to watch yeah it's crazy too because i'll photo i'll follow like other mountain bike mountain bike riders not because like they're good or whatever but because they're into moto as well like yeah. like cam zinc is super into moto and i'll, yeah, I'll hardcore, like eh? yeah and i'll like follow him i'll be stoked on his mount black stuff and when he posts a moto clip i'm like yeah. yes do, do you follow um like brooke mcdonald and win masters nah, two kiwis man they're like full moto frothers eh? <laughs> like they've been at every every like auckland supercross and they've That's got so yeah they, they ride flat out so yeah it's like it's such a crazy community around the whole moto scene it brings people together man like i think it's just blacks in general you know i'm not gonna say that bmx isn't i mean that's what bmx is to me but i just feel one i feel like with moto you so many different people doesn't matter if they're from you know enduro or trials or whatever they they all know motocross yeah it doesn't matter what it is and i feel like for me i've always wanted to race motocross ever since my cousin got me into bmx freestyle like before i even knew what bmx freestyle was yeah i wanted to race moto with with my cousin but my my uh my dad obviously couldn't afford moto it's a very expensive sport yeah and you know he just said whatever you want to do on a moto do it on this push bike yeah and that's pretty much where it all started but i've always had that like appetite to race moto obviously it's too late now to try and race moto but hopefully like after bmx yeah i was gonna say like i'm pretty sure you'll get to a point in your career where uh you will be able to have like the cash to burn to buy that kind of shit and then you'll have the time you know especially towards like not like the end of your career but i feel like you definitely get to a point where it's like you've accomplished a bunch of your goals and then it's like you can kind of relax into more lifestyle sort of stuff and video parts and yeah. like being around the industry and then i feel like you're just going to be one of those dudes that just goes full moto yeah i, I mean with a lot of bmx riders that retire they go and do other things or yeah. like one of my one of my i i consider him a mentor mike spinner's a mentor of me he owns a nutrition company called evl nutrition yeah and it's one of the highest growing uh evol- highest growing nutritional base stuff around like proteins and bcaa's and stuff like protein stuff it's that's the fastest growing brand in america right now yeah wow and he's like he went off and did that stuff and then i have a friend i have a few other friends that you know retire bmx and they go into videos or they go into you know you know other stuff open open bike shop bike shops up or yeah something 
But for me, I feel like after BMX, I don't want to say like what I would do because there's so much stuff I want to do. Yeah. Like, dude, if I could be like owner of a race team or try and help BMX freestyle grow in Australia, or even like, yeah, like try and be a part of the motocross industry, like I'd love to be like a, a team manager or. Yeah, I feel uh, like you could do it. Yeah, I got offered a few positions. Like, I have a friend of mine. Oh, my girlfriend works for Monster, and like the yeah, I like kind of said to the boss that I love motocross and he was like oh we, we're looking for an we amateur guy yeah. 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 and I was like oh I can't do that you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so there's a conflict there massive conflict <laughs> but obviously like I love moto and I and I think me being a fan makes it love makes me love it even more because yeah. I feel like if I met like some of the dudes I see that obviously not a lot of people like in the moto industry for good reason it would make me not be not be as stoked on moto but be like oh you know yeah there's always going to be those pricks around you know yeah um and then you were saying before that you would like half be keen to do a podcast yeah or like yeah. start your own i'm all about that idea dude dude yeah I'll, it's what crazy call it? in the loop in the loop or something yeah, yeah. let's do it i'm down dude <laughs> let's do it get you a little travel kit and document your travels because i mean that's like the one thing i think just fans want to feel like a part of what you have going on and it's like you're living such a extreme version of you know like all those kids at the skate park today yeah it's like they're there and they're like doing backflips and they're doing whatever they're doing and it's like they're looking you can see them like looking across at you guys like that's the level that they want to be at and i think that any time that you can i guess like let those kids into that world a little bit more it's yeah. like they fucking froth that shit and i mean i i did but it was like bar to bar great outdoors racer yeah. x trans world like verb moto like that was my thing it's like yeah. these days now it's like the whole youtube thing or even like dude how famous is harry main on youtube dude, like insane in gnarly dude dude yeah well same as ryan williams too like yeah he, bro like, dude crazy shit speaking of people coming on the podcast willie's actually gonna come on the podcast oh, really? which would be sick yeah dude i love willie he's one of my gr- best friends really you yeah ha- you guys hang out a bunch i mean like well, we, with travel and yeah, stuff yeah yeah we yeah, we dip, We definitely don't see each other as much as I guess we'd like to, but when we do see each other, we get on like a house on fire for sure. Yeah, like it's funny because um when we're at at, at uh, X Games this year, my uh, my girlfriend was watching myself and Ryan do stuff for the Special Olympics. Yeah, and they were sitting together and they were just talking about like apparently how similar Ryan and I are. Yeah, right. So it's like it's really cool. Like we hung out there. We hung out in Sydney for X Games and. I was there when he did his first X Games, which was really cool. We also did Nitro together. Oh, I didn't know like, you were on Nitro. Yeah, a lot of people don't. And huh. yeah, I used to. I did Nitro circuits from two thousand late two thousand twelve to I think my last year was twenty sixteen. So four years or something. Yeah, four right. Years. Yeah, and then yeah, shit. Yeah, and then I um. Are you one of those dudes where people are just like, oh, he come out of nowhere? Yeah, I mean, maybe. I feel like I've been competing for a real long time, but when um I was always the it's weird i feel like i was reborn you know when i first did nitro no one knew who i was like i had 2000 instagram followers and i started nitro yeah right. and then um when i started you know making money from nitro i started putting it back into like just riding like yeah. going into contests and making a name for myself where i feel like i wasted a lot of my time because even though i was paying for myself to go to these contests i definitely wasn't ready to go get last place i feel like it's a waste such a waste of money on my part to go yeah. there and what go get go get last but at the same time i feel like if i didn't get last i wouldn't have been so hungry to get first yeah like i am now yeah so maybe it's a 
you know, vice yeah, I versa. I feel like it's sort of like one of those things. It's just like a rite of passage, you know, like you just kind of got to go through that shit to like get to that. Yeah. That point where you're yeah. at now. And especially man, like you're literally like the dude right now in the world. So it's like, or one of maybe <laughs> you. three, you know? Yeah. So it's like, fuck bro whatever you did worked yeah you know it might not have been like the rosy path to get there but it's like you fucking got there yeah no it it, it was definitely a long long uh long rough brick road for sure to get to where i am today but obviously it's not over and and i want to you know keep going for years to come like my girlfriend asked me all the time like not like when i want to quit but what would i want to do after bmx and i just Mm. think like obviously we're talking about maybe going into moto but i just don't want to think about that day i just want to think about what i'm doing yeah until that day not till that day comes until i'm like over it and just want to go do something else yeah just enjoy every moment while i can dude fucking so you should like it's a crazy ride that you're on like you get to be on this fucking insane journey of like trying to be well you're trying to be an olympic champion man yeah it's hard it's crazy i never thought that bmx freestyle would be in the olympics ever yeah. like ever in my my formative years yeah <laughs> yeah so what's the deal like let's get into the olympic stuff a little bit then so yeah. like you've got to get selected for the team but it's like you were saying today that only one dude is actually even guaranteed to get into the olympics as it stands right now right well it's an entry entry-level sport for the olympics so they're kind of not it's kind of weird how to explain it but we have eight countries and nine riders and the dominating country gets two riders japan automatically gets a spot and the the way it works is like we have a country ranking and the olympic ranking which is like ranked off countries your two highest placing riders from each country qualify points for the country so myself and logan martin qualify points for australia right now is australia the highest qualified country at the moment it will be after this weekend yeah but um we were not too far behind america but america was they took over us for for a real not a long time but a good four five maybe six months at max yeah okay and um yeah that that kind of was like creates this story in our in our country where it's a new sport and we have myself and logan Mann, which are we're both world champions mm. and it's and logan didn't um go to the worlds last year because he was injured so it's kind of like built this story where like i i'm here logan's here but only one of us gets to go unless we qualify australia first and we both get to go mm. and that that in itself is uh really like obviously anxiety builds up because you obviously want to yeah, go it's but like it's stressful same, yeah it's very stressful but at the same time it's it's uh we we just need to make sure that we're number one and we both go because i'd rather us get off get off our high horses and just be pride be proud to be like yeah no they picked me because of this no they picked me because of that like just put the bullshit aside let's work together so we can both go and just shut the fuck up yeah let's just go there and just do it is there a bit of that like weirdness between like not is maybe not you two or is it other people or like is that kind of a thing I feel like it was more like that in like fee, like four year, five years ago maybe. Yeah. Like Logan and I have bet, bet uh, Logan and I now are better than we ever been before. Yeah. So like Log- I classify Logan as a good friend of mine, and you know if he needed help, I'd I'd help him. Doesn't matter if it, with BMX or not. Like if he needed help with his I don't know building ramps or something, I'd come over and help him. Yeah. But 
like earlier earlier in my BMX career and his BMX career when he was winning literally everything I feel like that was not like rivalry towards me because I was nothing to worry about but everyone looked at him as this dude to beat and I was just like put in this I, I was just like you know getting injured all the time and I was broke and I couldn't really go to a lot of the events and it was kind of like a just in that point where I kind of not like it's I can't find the word to describe it but like I definitely was very very jealous of Logan yeah like I was just like I want to be that dude yeah but at the same time like people the people I had around me weren't telling me that you know to be the best me they were just telling me just be better than Logan just be better than Logan Mm. and for me when I started doing well was not when I wanted to beat anyone yeah. is when I wanted to be the best version of myself Yeah. because there can only be one Logan Martin, you know, and they, just like there can only be one Brandon Lupos. Yeah. And I just want to be the best Brandon Lupos of all time, yeah. you know. Like, yeah, and like that that's the right attitude to have because you can definitely get like, I don't know, it can like poison the well in yeah. a way when you just focus so much. And like the thing is you can't control what, uh, what Logan Martin does. Like you no, can control what not. you do. No, of course not. And that's the best part about, I guess, this, I'd say, rivalry between Logan and I is that I can't control what he does and I can't, and he can't control what I do. Mm. And we're just, at the end of the day, make the best man win. But at the end of the day, we have to work together so we can qualify Australia for Tokyo because I would rather win Tokyo with him there mm. than, you know, help qualify the country in second and miss by like five points and they choose him instead of me. Yeah. Like, I'd rather be there for sure with him there yeah. than have put Australia in that position where can, they can only choose one and one of us gets screwed over because I definitely think we both want it as bad as each other. Yeah. You know, we, like, I see, I, like, for me, my phone background's the Olympic gold medal. Yeah. And it'd be, just be gut-wrenching if they, you know, we didn't do our part to qualify Australia first and they pick him instead of me because of, like politics or yeah at the end of the day it's discretionary they don't have to tell what they're looking for they just go him yeah, like they could choose okay. you if they want yeah right so it's just um very it's very stressful very it builds up a lot of anxiety and a lot of um doubt in our minds yeah. for sure but it's just um at the end of the day i don't really feel like it's going to show bmx to the full potential it can really yeah, show because, because they're not gonna have like the best dudes they're not gonna have the best dudes no they're gonna well, have, they'll have like the best dudes but they won't have all of the best dudes they'll have some of the best dudes yeah yeah that makes sense it'll be it'll be like yeah like it'll be it'll be tough yeah but right now we're in such we're in a real good position to qualify australia first and i do believe we're going to and we're both gonna go yeah and when when we both go then we're gonna look back at this podcast and just yeah just be like yeah it was a lot of doubt in that time but we pushed through and prevailed and did what we do best and dude how rad would it be to have australia one too dude that'd be like the ultimate thing ever you know like imagine that like doesn't matter if logan and i get first or second but if we're on the box or yeah doesn't matter like yeah, it doesn't matter which order it's just like yeah. as long as it's an aussie one too that'd be gangster well i'll obviously be i want to be gold be stoked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you'd be stoked on the number one and obviously he would too yeah and that's why i respect him and he respects me because you can't hate someone that wants the same thing you do you know mm. you get you both you both want the same thing and make the best man win 
But if I win or Logan gets second, or if Logan wins, I get second, we're both going to be coming back to Australia with two medals, and mm. I guarantee you the sport's going to take off after that. Like, we'll be in schools, it'll be programs, and it'll be a lot more structured, and I feel like it'll be more blacks ro- rolling around neighborhoods and more kids just being stoked on BMX. Yeah, dude, that's so cool that you've got that attitude. Yeah, like, the, it's just... I just love BMX. Like, I wouldn't be here if I didn't, you know, like... I definitely would have given up a long time ago if I didn't purely yeah. feel like I couldn't live without riding my bike. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is cool that um, you think along the lines of it being better for the sport itself and yeah. not just a, it, it's not just about you. No, it's because I, I give everything I have to BMX, you know, and, and I love BMX. I just love, I just generally love BMX. Like, I always think, like, if I, if, you know, I'd rather die on my bike than die in a car accident or something because I'd that I'd die doing something I love, you know. Yeah. And that's something that I hold in high regards. I, I love BMX. Like it's given me everything in my life. It's give it's literally given me everything I have in my life. And I, I I mean I believe that BMX is the best sport of all time. And I think that since it's given me such a a great life lessons that I've learned, I've learned so much through BMX like more than I could ever experience in school or yeah. like through pe- meeting the smartest people on earth. Like I feel like BMX is the best life coach ever and that can only, it can only help more kids like it helps me, you know? Yeah. To, so what, where, like where background did you come from to like get into BMX the way that you did? Well, I, to be honest, I started riding really young. I started riding when I was, dude, maybe like riding around the street with my with like neighborhood kids eight 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 or nine years old yeah but i didn't go to a skate park until i was 11 yeah right yeah but like all i like when i was a kid like my nan would show me baby photos of me on like lawn mowers and little like wheelbarrows like anything that moved like i'd love to sit on it and just like like let people like roll me around and whenever it stopped i'd cry because i don't know it was weird i just loved being on the go yeah but uh when i started riding bmx i've i've found that independence you know it was when like you know i didn't get my license my driver's license until i was 21 22 yeah because i just loved pedaling everywhere i just loved being on my bike that's fucking so cool it's such like <laughs> a it's such a great yeah like it's a, a great story when you hear that kind of like i don't know just like constant passion like that yeah. that was like nothing else but like a passion that you had for that bike yeah no dude no matter what i did it it involved bmx Mm. like i learned i learned my degrees through spins like i'd be like 180 degrees is backwards dude three degrees 360 degrees is like yeah like it's crazy i I don't know it's just like like what i said before i learned so much through bmx and i owe my whole life for it and you know i i'd love to give back to the sport as much as i can and to people who support me and make sure that I'm appreciative of everything I have because, you know, this this ain't forever. I definitely yeah. know that very, very well. Yeah. Like, I'm 26. I'm turning 27 in March. And for me to make it this far and start out this late where everyone... There's a lot of kids that start earning money at 18, 17 years old. And I didn't yeah. start... I didn't get my first big sponsor until I was 24. So, like, I definitely need to... Um, just like take control of every moment and just yeah. be thankful for it because it literally could be over tomorrow yeah and 
I mean, if he's over before I know it, so be it. I had a great ride, but it's uh, I just love BMX no yeah. matter what. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, definitely don't think you're in danger of it being over anytime soon. No, um, I always think about the like you could basically learn everything through the sport that you want to do. Yeah, because like, I think about that like when I have a kid, it's like. I actually, I'm not going to be that bummed if I like homeschool my kid. Cause you think of, I've always thought about like surfing, right? So it's like, you want to t- if like, say your kid's just obsessed with surfing and yeah. it's like, you put him in school and then he's like, yep, cool. I'll go to school, leave school, comes home, grabs a surfboard, surfs all day, goes back to school for the end of the, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like last period. Cause like, that's kind of what we did as kids yeah, like yeah. with our BMX bikes. We were just like, all right, fuck, we're out. We're going to go build some jumps and. Yeah. And like we've, we've dipped out, but it's like, imagine if you took that kid that was like just full anti-school, all he wanted to do was his sport and be like, all right, well you can, but yeah. you've got to learn. So it's like, you know, how a wave's made. Well, wave happens when the swell height is, you know, breaks in water that is shallower than the size of the wave, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's like tides are created by the moon. So then they've got to learn about astrology and it's like, yeah. where are the waves the best? Well, you need a coastline that has... Um, isn't protected from swell and blah 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 and how does wind like yeah, you can yeah, learn yeah. so much shit from your chosen sport and like BMX is a perfect example like you've got like the spins that you do with degrees you add that in with the the flips the way that you build ramps the angles Everything. like you know construction you can learn engineering you can learn mechanics of bikes and gearing and leverage and like there's so much shit that you can learn through your sport yeah it's that's the best part about for me in bmx freestyle even like what you were saying with surfing or you know riding scooters or pogo sticks doesn't matter dude like i just feel like it's anything that's healthy and active and outside and you're not inside with you know playing xbox for unless it's dave mirror <laughs> unless it's dave mirror that's on playstation 2 though yeah. i said xbox that's kind of, that's kind of hard <laughs> choose to, my words wisely that's kind of hard to get these days dude i know I, i'm so bummed i love that game dude that and tony hawk was like the shit dude i remember playing dave mirror with my cousin and like when you play, press like the pause menu it sounds like someone taking a picture oh. and um i would like pretend like to do like a trick that i want to learn and take a picture of it and be like and press play again press play again <laughs> and my cousin so gets so mad at me like stop doing that <laughs> <laughs> dude man we killed some time playing those games back in the day it's yeah. fucking crazy though man because it's like you guys actually are in a video game these days Pretty like much. that fucking cash roll you did today I'm like what, what the <laughs> fuck even is that yeah it's I mean I would never think like anything like that would be, be introduced to BMX I don't know like it's just like I just I don't know one day I just saw my my good friend Daniel Dares do one and I wanted to do one so I went and learnt it I was gonna say Daniel Dares for me was probably like the first dude where I was like that's a video game guy yeah like he just started doing like really was it like this? he did like a crazy 720 first was yeah. that like the first thing that he did where it was like a real weird spin with a flip and it was like it's like in the that, middle yeah yeah it's like that's fucking that's video game yeah that's he calls it the nipple twister yeah which is it's not a flip 360 but it's not a flat seven yeah but um yeah he kind of introduced that to our to bmx freestyle everyone does it now i was gonna say it seems like that's just like a thing now that and like all people just like built off that yeah dude it's like everyone does it now no one does like i've never it's 
it's kind of hard to come across people who just do regular 720s yeah. now. Like how you would just like... Like that's like Ryan Nyquist shit. Yeah, like just how, yeah. Now. Like Ryan Nyquist does them and so does like Justin Dow and stuff. But dude, when I see... You'll see everyone do cork 720s and that's all from from Daniel, man. Does that's it make like, it easier to do? It it does. It, make, it feels better and you can land smoother. Yeah. Because you can see the landing the entire time. Yeah, whereas when you're just doing the normal 720, it's like you've just you're yeah. flat and your back is just like spinning because you, when you take off you kind of go against the lip to do a flat seven yeah you kind of go against it you like push through and just spin like just a top oh so you're like hitting it and like like sort yeah of, you're it's like, like kind of stalling like, almost you're kind of like stalling and just holding it where yeah. if you do a flat if you do a cork 720 like what daniel does you kind of like lean off the lip and you just look at the landing and just come around again and it it kind of like the way you the way you come into the landing makes it feel good yeah. and obviously for every bmx rider we just want to do tricks that feel good yeah and they're just one of those things i enjoy doing well plus because you want to keep momentum in a yeah. comp run too and it's, it's like conserve the, energy yeah, and stuff, yeah the way that you're landing off that seems so much smoother which is going to give you momentum for whatever it is you're doing it next it also looks better like it also looks yeah like, it does yeah when you see someone land good you're just like oh he did a good trick and he landed smooth, you know, and that's when um, the more points come into play. Yeah, like I feel like that's style points is like if it looks better, then it will get more highly re- yeah, highly rewarded. Through, yeah. You know, who is that a motocross and nations helmet over there? Uh, that's an Eli Tomac helmet, right? Oh, there. even better. Yeah, they make they only make like uh, I think they make like twenty of them a year, oh, and really? then they um they. I don't even know if I should say <laughs> okay. uh, Bell like nah it's all good fuck it if I get in trouble I get in trouble um, nah they Bell just gave it to me as like a present because I yeah. think that one of like they just fucked up like there was 20 that get made for Eli and for whatever reason like one of them got sent here so then they were just like yeah just fucking chuck in the studio so shout oh. out to shout out to Gary from Bell <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Bell a, hit me up yeah it's a dope <laughs> do you not have a helmet sponsor I do not know oh what yeah, I don't. I, I run Triple Eight. They give me helmets. They're really good to me. So yeah, I'm not gonna. I mean, but they're I not. They're technically, not, don't have a helmet sponsor. No, but they're not giving you that cheddar. That definitely don't have the guac. <laughs> yeah, let's get that guac, son. <laughs> I know. Um, right? <laughs> yeah. So Dan, like that whole. I remember the um. Yeah, that Daniel Dares thing was that like the first time. What like did that change the way that people did that shit? yeah dude it was so influential and i mean daniel at the time when he started doing he was it, like unbeatable like, dude, for that period dude, of time a god a god amongst mortals you know like yeah. dude no one could touch him and i still i still look at him as the same daniel dares like he's my landlord back home like i no live shit. in his house yeah well wow, i, I rent a house from him and uh like he's one of my best friends too and um like i'll, I'll text him back and forth and stuff and it's so crazy to like even though I'll, even though like daniel like we we talk so much shit and we put shit on each other but dude when i was like yeah 13 14 years old to be just to talk to daniel would be insane but now he's like one of my best friends and it still blows my mind that like he's one of my best friends isn't it crazy when you meet those guys that they were like they were your fucking heroes yeah well, the one guy I didn't get to meet was Dave Mirror. Yeah. And, and, um, but I fucked that one up. I was too much of a bitch to say hello to him. I saw him in person at uh, in Greenville, North Carolina. Yeah, right. And he was like like Dave Mirror, celebrity type shit, taking photos of people, 
had the aviators on and everything like he looked like a rock star really and i was like he was really intimidating because obviously when i grew up riding my first bike was a was a mirror yeah. a haro mirror yeah and i had the mirror jersey because i bought like a mirror jersey at the bike shop yeah and had his name i think it i think it was blank but it had some sort of mirror thing on the jersey and i had the mirror helmet mirror stickers on the helmet mirror mirror fox gloves because he rode for mirror he rode for fox at the time yeah and i was just like at the skate park i just got this like nickname is mini mirror yeah right so for like three or four years i got called mini mirror no one knew my name they just called me mirror mini mirror what was that why was that uh it's just just, i just like the style or i think it was just i had everything Dave. Oh, so they were like taking the piss. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking awesome. So when I first, like having all that and then seeing him in person, like, and playing the video game as well. Yeah. Like, and then seeing him in person and just, that's fucking Dave Mirror. Like, that's who I wanted to be, you know? Yeah. And one of my friends' dad was like, you want me to introduce him to you? And I'm like, nah, man, I'm too, like, nah, like, it's all right. Like, I've never been starstruck ever until I saw him in person. Like, I've been on, like, I, I've been starstruck one other time and that's meeting Travis in Heathrow. I was going to say, was it Travis? <laughs> it was meeting Travis in Heathrow Airport. <laughs> that was the first time I've ever met him was in Heathrow and Airport. And were you on Nitro when that happened? Yeah, it was my first ever tour. Oh, so you saw him at Nitro and that was like your first deal to, with Trav. Yeah, and it was... Dude, uh, like I haven't spoken to Trav in a while and I, but um, like, uh, dude, I remember one time we were talking about how to do a cash roll on a dirt bike yeah <laughs> dude that guy like i love travis like still to this day I, I would i would go if i could go back in time one time it would to go back to that time and just try and figure out how to do a cash roll on a dirt bike with travis pastrana oh really so dude. you guys had like a we, you, we you were, were at a bar down over that we were at a bar somewhere i think it was in tasmania because we're there for, for nit- nitro for nitro and we're just like he was like how do you think we could do the cash roll on a dirt bike how, do you, what's the ramp got to be like what's the landing got to be like that's so and, sick and, and like it's crazy because he was talking to me like he wanted me to do it because he couldn't go and learn it on a on a on a bmx bike or a mountain bike and then try learn, and do it on and the, try and do it on a dirt bike he was like you're the, he was talking to me like you're our only hope to do a cash roll on a dirt bike <laughs> oh so he wanted you to do it on a dirt <laughs> it, bike it, it came off like that i don't know if i don't know if that's like what Dude, he was i feel saying. like if you text him right now and said hey i want to do a cash roll on a dirt bike like he'd probably be down <laughs> to fucking make it happen dude like he like that 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 um conversation went down before the sheeny triple flip so i'm kind of scared uh, to like text him and be like yo let's do this because that it, happened it will real, happen yeah will that's happen. what i'm saying like yeah if you text him right now like he's for sure doing that shit I feel like it's so crazy he hasn't even done it like what is a cat like so explain a cash roll again cash roll is like a 360 front flip yeah a lot of people don't think it is but that's how i i would long story short long story short that's uh, what just the it. best way to yeah because it. it's like a they they say no it's not a 360 front flip it's a 180 to a back flip to 180 and I'm like, well, to go backwards from a 180, you have to go forwards. Mm. So you take off forwards, you spin, then you fall backwards. 360 front flip, just different way of doing it, you know? Yeah, and, that makes sense. And a lot of people are like, no, it's like this. And, and and I'm just like, whatever, I do the trick and I don't know how to do it right. Fuck me, right? <laughs> so who was the first person to do it? Daniel Dez. Yeah, so he yeah. was the first guy to, to do that. He was, yeah. He was the first one to do it and then he... Um, did it at a contest in Huntington Beach in 2010, I think. What contest would have that been? It was like a Nike HB 
Yeah, when they yeah. were, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like Nike Open or something. Yeah. Huntington Open. Yeah. Like the Vans Open. But yeah, because they used to do it at the surfing. Yeah, they still do. It's just not Nike anymore. It's Vans. Yeah, it's Vans. So it was there and that had a BMX contest on the beach there and that was really cool. And that was where Daniel did it for the first time. And then there was a, another rider. His name is Brett Benesewicz. Yeah. He really mastered that cash roll. I don't think there'll be anyone that can do him like he ever used to do him. And, uh, you know, it sucks. He got, he got hurt and we'll never see Brett do him like how he normally does him. But those are the two guys that really made the trick big. And that's what who made me want to do him. Yeah. Like it's Daniel and Brett. And now I do him and it's crazy because I'll do him in front of Daniel. How many dudes can do him? A lot of people can do him. They're pretty common now, but they're not like, I, I think it depends on the person because yeah. everyone does them different. Yeah. Like some people will push through and and some people push through and they or some people go high or some people you know do more of a spin one some people do more flip one mm. and it's uh you know i like to think i do them properly and i don't spin i go up and i like to go i just i could ramble on about it but i like to think that my cash rules are above everyone else and it's just the way it is so what what are like some of the full like top tier tricks at the moment that like only a few dudes are doing because i'm not in the loop yeah, yeah. at all when it comes to the bmx <laughs> shit these days no nah, i, I mean, can barely follow motocross <laughs> no dude um bmx freestyle is very diverse like there's so much there's you know park riding street riding dirt yeah like there's so much going on so i don't blame you so <laughs> yeah it's hard but to keep track in in bmx park i think like the biggest trick going down would be uh it's maybe the 1080s logan and i do 1080s and so do a few other people but no one does them in runs like we do mm. yeah 1080s i do 1080s double flips and casuals in the same run yeah but then um besides that it's not really about the tricks it's more like the collective of the run yeah it's okay. more like how many how much you how can many do bangers in, you how many doing, bangers yeah. you can do in one run you know yeah dude it's so crazy like to go back to the logan thing that it's like you two guys are both rock star dudes you're both <laughs> these aussie guys and it's like you're both the two dudes that are basically fighting for like the top dog spot in the world and yeah. it, it's fucking like i bet it's f like fully frustrating but at the same time man that's got to push the progression of you guys so so much i definitely like it's crazy yeah that you say that yeah that it's definitely made us better riders but it's it's made us respect each other because yeah. we obviously want it as much as we as the other person yeah but it's crazy i was talking to a daily telegraph guy the other day and he was he was into bmx and he was um telling me that as far as he concerned as he's concerned there's myself and logan and then everyone else mm. and it's like the new rivalry with like dave and ryan back in the day or, yeah and and i i just think that's insane that to me i could be in that with logan like be compared to dave and ryan with yeah logan. with like, somebody it's else it's just yeah. absolutely when some, someone said that to me i was just like Psh. yeah so i was just couldn't believe it so because how much older is he than you he's i think he's nine months younger than me oh really yeah he's i think his birthday's in but December. he's been on that circuit longer than you yeah you got like a later start to it yeah yeah I, there was a few times i wanted to quit and just people and lucas definitely didn't let me quit yeah really <laughs> so yeah if it wasn't for mertz i wouldn't be here right now Mertz so, still it hurts <laughs> mertz still it hurts that's awesome <laughs> yeah so what was like what was your path to being the like the professional dude that you are now 
I think just losing, losing, <laughs> losing, losing, losing. I was just a loser until I was a winner. Yeah, just losing until I just just fucking got over it and just won. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sick. Yeah, dude. I, I started competing professionally in 2013. That was my first pro contest and that was at Dutour. And I was, you know, I was when I when I grew up with my dad, my dad was always been like, go do your best no matter what happens. Just, you know, he gave you your best shot. And yeah. I remember after that Dutour, Lucas was just like, no, like this is not a fucking game. It's either your first or your fucking last. No one gives a fuck about second place. And... It, that took a while to set in and I feel like that's what kind of you can me. like push back against that a bit eh? and be like yeah. no fuck you dude like yeah. I am doing my best but then it's like you can you can kind of embrace that mentality as well and then be like okay well I'm not gonna stop until I win yeah well it took a while it definitely didn't happen overnight like after that night in 2013 I didn't get a my big win until 2016 and even then I was done like mm. the a few months I got my first big win in Colorado in Denver and that was at the Feast World Series in Denver in 2016 and that was like literally if you asked me a month ago I, I was like nah I'm done mm. so um because a few months before or a couple months before I was in Utah for Nitro World Games and um that was the first ever Nitro World Games ever had and yeah. that that had BMX triple hit which is like you know, you go down and roll in and three big jumps and that's it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and um, I qualified first and it was like $30,000 prize money and I had no sponsors. I, had, I was running for Fox at the time, but, you know, no one was paying me and I was there on my own dime and, like, no one helped me. I was just, like, make or break, you know? Yeah. And I, I qualified first and all this pressure on me, live TV, everything. Like, I think there was, like, 35,000 people in the crowd. It was, like insane i never never experienced anything like that before obviously choking got last place and that was kind of like the that was kind of like the lo- one of the lowest parts where i've been at with my career is being like the years leading up to that was just like i've never won a contest it was just lose 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 or not make finals make finals come last and yeah. i was just like i remember telling lucas i was just like look man i'm done like I just I just didn't want to do this anymore like I'm sick of losing you know and like I didn't it didn't like losing didn't make me want to win it just made me want to give up not because of like being being like oh like a sook or whatever I was just like look man like I'm put everything I can into this sport and it's not like I wanted anything out of it but I I, I wanted my hard work to pay off because I was working so hard and not getting anything out of it and and that kind of like sunk me a little bit you know and then I went back home, built a new bike, and uh, got made to do this like finished air show. I did it with Logan, Thomas Pajez, and Sheeny, and Clint Moore and stuff in France, somewhere in fucking nowhere in France. <laughs> <laughs> went out there, and then um, the the part of the deal was if I went there, I had to go to Feast with with Logan. And I was like, nah, just do the show and come back to Australia, you know, because I lived in Australia at the time. And Luke is like, no, you're going to this fucking contest. Just go to the fucking contest. Have fun. Who gives a fuck about the result? Go there and have fun. And I never heard him say that before because <laughs> he's an agent. He wants you to win. You know? Yeah. He was just like, go there, have fun, see what happens. And I ended up fucking winning. And I was just like, couldn't fucking believe it. Absolutely couldn't believe it. And he and I remember that phone call right after like I won the the contest. He was just like, you fucking made it. You fucking did it. And he was so proud of me. And that was the first time in my life where I felt like all the suffering's kind of like done now. I'm 
this is what I need to do is this. And I'm glad I never gave up. And that was like, that just proved to me, like, if you don't give up, this is what you can achieve. Well, what changed? Like, why did you go from like losing to winning? Like, why did you win that contest? I literally don't know. Like, I just, I, you know, Notre Dame games was six weeks before. And I was, you know, I don't know, maybe it would have been the new bike. I'm not, I don't know. I had a different bike, but besides that, dude, like, I literally have no idea. Like, I rode, I took, like, the first two weeks off riding when I first got back from Utah. Yeah. And because I just didn't want to ride. I hated riding. Like, didn't want to do anything. I was, like, work, working on, um, working with a friend's dad at the time. And I was just like, oh, this is what I want to do. Just be, a, you know, want to be tradie or whatever, you know. Just following that that Australian lifestyle. And I'm so glad that I had, you know, a few good people around me to dig me out of that hole and just be like, no literally pushed me on the plane to go and, yeah. then, and then I won and ever since then I've just been like nope I'm doing this I'm never giving up that's fucking crazy that you can go from do you, like do you think that the nitro like qualifying first gave you a bit of a like a sniff of that you could do it or like because it just sounds like this was kind of in your head the whole time it was definitely a bigger deal I made it a bigger deal for myself than originally planned like I was just like I obviously wanted to win but it was crazy. I've never met anyone that wanted to win without working to win. Mm. And that was me. I was the kid that was like, yep, I'm going to win. But I'm like, how are you going to win? I'm just going to win. Mm. <laughs> and um, obviously I had, you know, it's like we were saying about James Stewart today. Like if no one has the cards to beat him, no one's going to beat him. Mm. I just didn't have any cards. And um, I had to, to win, you have to practice. doesn't matter what you do. Like in moto with you know bmx freestyle anything right anything if you don't practice you're not going to get anywhere and for me i didn't really ride that well and you for those years leading up i didn't start riding well until maybe 2017 when i first moved to america like not full time i went there for six months and that was the longest time i've ever been away from australia at that time until i moved to america Mm. but dude it's just been ever since then it's just been you know half-assing bmx until this point and then to win a world cha- a world cup stop yeah half-assing my riding i was just like fuck what could i do if i actually Why like, dubbed in? living in australia having the wrong people around me not riding the the, the stuff i needed to ride to get better yeah it's crazy because i wanted to be obviously obvious, i obviously wanted to be who i am today yeah i just didn't make this the right sacrifices to become it because obviously did you know what you had to do or you sort of didn't even know what you had to do it's almost like you i wanted i wanted to be me but deep down inside i didn't yeah like i was just i just wouldn't work for it i would just be like wait for it to show up Mm. were you scared of like not getting it if you tried as hard as you could in the end i did i think that's what happened that's that was the the uh what what drew the last straw was being scared of what if i feel like that was when i i really just was like i would literally rather die than i would literally rather die after i say what if Mm. you know like what if what if i did go to america what if i you know put everything there is into bmx because you know i was i was born and raised in sydney i lived with my parents until i was 25 and 
you know, I didn't have a real job until I got out of school, everything like that. Like, I just didn't, I was just like, yeah, I want to be a professional BMX rider. But you were just cruising. But I was just yeah. cruising. Yeah. And then I remember I won, I got I got invited to X Games and then won a few more fee stops and I was just like, still that same dude, like, being just coming back and forth from Sydney and worrying about you know getting good in america having to go back to australia and dumb down my riding and then having to start from scratch again in so america. what's the what's the difference between the riding in australia and america then it's a huge difference like really? the skate parks are just insanely different oh so it's more of like you just don't have the track to practice on essentially yeah. well in sydney that i mean at this time i had monster skate park but that uh it's crazy when um the longest i've ever spent in, in america was two months but then I was just like, all right, I'm going to pull a plug. I'm going to go for six months. And I stayed from April until I think October. And the day I got on the flight to fly to America, skate park burned down. Wow. Yeah. The one in Sydney. The one in Sydney. So you were like, fuck, I got nowhere to ride at all anyway. Yeah. And so I just stayed in America for as long as I can and, and ended up getting invited to my first X Games and one feast in Budapest. 2017 was a pretty shitty year. Like, even though I got invited to my first... A lot of good things happened. Like, I got on Rockstar and I got on Hyper, BMX, and started getting helped out by vans and, you know, started making money from riding. But I also lost my grandma that year and also moved from one country to another where, you know, I literally didn't know how to be an adult. Mm. <laughs> I was just, like, a full-grown kid. And But 20... 20 I think, yeah, 2018. 2017 was a shitty year, but 2018 was by... F- not the second best year of my life because 2019 has been really really good it's just sort of gone up since it's 2017 just been, it, yeah. dude ever since 2017 where i was going back i was just like scared to pull the plug about because i knew the whole time i had to move to america mm. but i tried to make it work in australia what, with what, what were I you had. scared of with america like did you just not want to leave home or like are you close with your family or super close to my family but that's not the reason i was just scared to lose certain people and and i and you know it's not like you're going to lose them if you just move away. They're yeah. always going to be there. It's just when whether they wait for you to get back or not, that's their choice. But I'm, I, like what you said about Logan, like I'm not in control of that. Yeah. Like for me, if for me, I had to, this is what I had to do and I went and did it. Yeah. And I'm so glad I did it because if I didn't do it, I can't imagine what I'd be up to right now. Yeah. I literally like, I feel like I'd be a loser right now. <laughs> I feel like I'd be in, I'd be in Sydney. I'd be working a shitty job with uh you know i'd you'd always just be that dude at the i'll just skate be park that dude that fucking killed it and then everyone's like man fuck if only this dude actually like moved and dude there's there's so many people in in bmx like that like this dude was so good but this this happened or he started hanging out with this person or you know it's it's crazy like i guess you get that in moto as well like yeah. this guy could have been like the the guy but something well like such Jason and Lawrence such or you know there's yeah. so many dudes that have been like that Nico Easy fucking Austin Stroop dude yeah like so many like people like dude you can copy and paste names all yeah. the time with different scenarios and in different sports but for me I never wanted to be those guys and I just pulled decided to be like you know what fuck it I'm gonna do it and then that's when I was like no nah, I'm, I'm gonna move to America I'm gonna be who I need to be because I'm sick of holding myself back just because of stuff I'm not in control of. Mm. And then I started, that's when I started doing good is when I started worrying about myself and not worrying about 
stuff I wasn't in control of. Yeah. Dude, the whole America thing is, like, way harder than you'd probably give it credit originally. Because, like, yeah. I remember, dude, for me living in America, like, fuck, I thought I had shit figured out. But I was just saying, I was just a fucking kid. Like, yeah. I, I was probably 21, 20, almost 22. And then it was, like, I was living in America. And I was finally getting paid, like, good money. And I was fucking traveling all over the world, partying like I was a fucking rock star. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I fucked up so much shit in those first few years of living yeah. in America. Like, it was so much harder than I thought it was going to be. And it was like, I was like, I feel like I was distracted more than I was motivated, like, happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I was very happy at the start of living there. I, I was like happy that I was there and I was like living out the dream of like what I wanted to do. Dude, yeah. But like it was real hard and I don't think I realized how hard it was and how much it actually was like affecting me. Dude, but I, yeah. I wasn't fucking grown up at all. Dude, it was the same thing with me too. Like when I first started going, I had no idea about anything besides doing what I wanted to do. Like whether it was party or ride BMX or meet new people or meet girls or whatever. Like it did dude it didn't matter to me besides riding bikes but like we were saying like the first few years was so rough like i can't imagine like how rough it would be if i didn't you know if i just if i obviously i would never have given up i'd probably just be still be trying if i weren't where i am now mm. but i can't imagine how much rougher it would have been if shit didn't happen when it happened you know yeah dude <laughs> Fuck, it's so crazy that you went that long without really being sponsored dude yeah my first sponsor was yeah rockstar 2017 i signed in june and i was traveling to america since uh may in 2010 fuck yeah wow dude yeah seven years seven years and i just it's blowing my mind that it was just a case of like you just didn't work hard enough yeah literally and so what what like what was your routine like before and fuck it like shit Brandon Lupos versus <laughs> gangster motherfucker Brandon Lupos shit Brandon Lupos uh, cared a lot about um, impressing people that mm. he should have impressed he cared a lot about being someone he wasn't and sacrificing unnecessary stuff to make other people happy when it didn't make him happy mm. and gangster motherfucker Brandon Lupos don't give a fuck about any motherfucker besides winning and beating every motherfucker out there and 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 being like I'm here this is this is why like I, I do what I do it's crazy because a lot of people call me dramatic after my runs when I chuck my bike and and chant but a lot of people that's like my aggression that's how I take it take it out like that's how like I've been when you've been through what I've been through to get to where I am then you'll you'll understand the why i do that because i do it for i it's like at the end of that run that's i get that feeling every time mm. of like every it, it doesn't matter if i win the contest or not if i pull the run i wanted to do it's like i prove myself wrong and i prove something new to myself every time yeah. that hard work pays off and that if you work for something you will get it because nothing on this earth can can beat hard work yeah Dude, it's fucking crazy. Like, I, with the jiu-jitsu stuff with me, it's like, there's some times where, like, you'll win a fight, and I've had times where I've won fights in, like, 20 seconds. It's like, you, you barely even get time to, like, get in it. Yeah. But as soon as that person taps, 
you just like I'm like fucking hitting my like yeah, I bruise yeah. my chest like I it's like there's just uh, yeah you're right there's like yeah. something that comes out from achieving a thing that's really fucking hard that you want really badly and it's like to me it's like a fucking amateur jiu-jitsu national championship like it yeah. literally means nothing but it does mean something to me purely based on like I get fucking beat up every single time I walk in the gym <laughs> and it's like you have to go through that shit and it'd be the same with you like yeah. even though you're one of the best dudes in the world like you get beat up when you train like yeah. the sport that you're doing like it can beat you it's not even about other people so it's like it just becomes this fucking battle that you have internally and like even watching um i can't remember his name but that dude today that he was trying to do the flare off the um, <laughs> liam quinney <laughs> yeah and he's like he's like psyching himself up you yeah, know yeah. like they're the fucking battles that you got to win every day so it's yeah. like when you win a contest or you do that run it's like i get it i get that emotion because yeah. it's like you're just constantly having to overcome this fucking shit in your own head to do the thing that you're trying to do dude yeah it's just literally overcoming doubt and it's not about not believing in yourself or the possibility you, you can achieve what you want to achieve yeah it's just literally you get over those inconsistent those incons- um, insecurities yeah. you get over those doubts and you get over that little voice in your head that's like don't fuck up don't fuck up yeah and then you, you could crash you could get hurt yeah again. because obviously like when you come back to jiu-jitsu and fighting like they're the battles i battle every day yeah it's like it's not about like what you did it's not about what you did two three weeks ago it's about what's going on next yeah and dude that their battles we all fight every day and it's so crazy because i'm a fan of boxing too and fighting literally teaches you about life like yeah. you walk in and you get you get beat up in the gym every single day but that's life yeah like you, life will beat the fuck life out of you every will day beat too. the fuck out of you more than any motherfucker will walk in the gym yeah. like if you sparred if you sparred with freaking uh tyson fury if you sparred with deontay wilder like the heaviest heavyweight puncher of all time dude that guy will not be one eighth of the power of life yeah you know what i mean like life will fuck you up <laughs> dude it's so true but it's not about how hard you can get hit it's about how good you can get back up yeah and keep fucking fighting because yeah. at the end of the day we're all going to get beat up by life it's just about how many times can you get back up before you can't dude it's really interesting to hear you say that um you know like shit cunt brandon lupo's cared what people thought yeah because people that are fucking successful in life they care I think that people that are successful in life, they care the version of themselves that they put into the world, but they don't necessarily care about what people think, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, I'm even, you know, going through some of that shit at the moment myself is like, I'm trying to figure out the version, like, it's hard because like you you have so much people that will watch you for like just this yeah or like they'll watch you for like the stuff that you do and it's like that's a version of yourself and it it's it's like am i that person all the all the time like is people's perception the way that i actually feel about myself Dude, and yeah. it's like it's a weird balance that you've got to sort of walk and the more that i'm going along with this the more that i'm like you just got to have faith that you are a good person and that you do things for the right reasons. Yeah. And if somebody doesn't like you, 
then like you can't control that because even you know like we just got that truck off mitsubishi and i'm like i feel like a bit of a fuckwit like (laughs) like did they hooked you up though (laughs) yeah i I mean but i feel a bit like fuck i don't want to be like that dude that's just flashing shit you know what i mean but it's like but it takes fucking great sponsors to make this shit happen. Dude, yeah. So, you know, even in my, I'm like, I'm fucked. There's insecurities about like, dude, I don't really want people to think that I'm just this fucking guy that wants to like flaunt and stun on Instagram. You know, like dude, I don't yeah. want to be that guy. But it's like at the end of the day, though, it's like, well, fuck. Like, I know I don't think I am that guy. And if someone's going to think that, then like you just can't fucking control it so it's crazy that it's like your fucking career and life turned around when you stopped that shit dude yeah like it's just a battle you just gotta overcome it and obviously you gotta like for me i just didn't know what the problem was Mm. i was just like something just wasn't clicking or something just you know bad luck or shitty shitty line choice something you could always blame it on something but Mm. for me when i started being like really really hard on myself like why didn't you win because i got beat nothing else mm. like rather than be like oh it's because the it was windy External or the course factor, is sh- yeah. yeah just be like i got beat because i got beat yeah and what made you realize that i think because it's a fucking some people never figure that shit out yeah, bro, yeah. like ever in their life dude uh, for me when when i figured that out that was when i think that was when i when i got bronze last year in the uci world championships that was literally then because i when i got bronze i um found out that i would have won that world championships if i didn't slip a foot at the end of my run mm. and a foot deduction is five points and i was four points behind justin dowell who was in first and you know I, I said to my girlfriend uh you know i'm glad that i didn't win that year because i wouldn't have been so hungry to win it this year yeah and but like again i just I just was like, you are literally in control of everything you do on your bike. Whether it's the, you know, the only thing you're not in control of is the weather. Yeah. And how and and how the ramps are built. Yeah. Like, but everyone has to deal with the exact same thing, right? And that's what kind of gives me grace about riding is that everyone's in the same boat. It's just about how you think, how your position is on the boat. Yeah. And for me, I just. I just woke up one day and I was just like you don't win because you got beat it's not because of how your bike broke or because of this or dude you got beat because you got beat yeah like regardless you, I could be like oh yeah I would have won if I did this yeah but you didn't because you, you and you didn't and that's why you lost yeah and I guess it's just lessons learned and overcoming those those lessons and just being like not having any excuses being yeah. like you go, I, I lost because that guy was better than me. Yeah. And it, and for me to say someone was better than me fucking kills me because I want to be the best, you know? <laughs> and like, and, and I use that against myself. I'm like, yeah, he was better than you today. Go home and work hard. Yeah. And then that's when I go home and, and I get to fucking work and I, I use that energy. And I feel like that's, I've learned more losing than I ever could winning. Like when I listened to, to uh, Cooper Webb in his 250 career about like he's learnt way more losing in the fir- first two 450 years yeah than he's ever did winning in the 250 series yeah and for me that's what I went through like I learnt way more 
just admitting defeat yeah than just making excuses for it because if you make excuses for defeat you're just lying to yourself really like you're just yeah. like you're just giving yourself an excuse to be bad did you have people around you that were telling you this kind of shit were you reading books were you like like or did it all just like come from inside you like you just constantly had like a battle with it this is like I don't read books or anything I listen to a podcast that's about it <laughs> <laughs> but I don't I, this is all just like life lessons yeah stuff I've learnt firsthand and insecurities I've overcome and just anxieties and depressions and stuff like that like yeah. it's, it's all speaking from like how I speak to you is how I speak to yeah. everyone like I want like we were saying before like I can't control what people think of me but I'd rather people hate me for who I am than love me yeah. for who I ain't yeah so I'd rather people like they can respect me or not but if they don't like me for who I am then fuck yeah don't like me for who I am because I ain't fucking changing for you you know <laughs> yeah no and I mean it's a fucking as long as you're like good with that person you know that, that yeah. you are but it's a fucking tough deal and then like you add in the like it's tough for anybody to go through it just in like day to day life and then I guess yeah. you add in the pressures of what you've got to do and you know because you're not making any money you're chasing this fucking dream that seems great like if someone from fucking another planet come they're like what do you do for a living and you're like oh i ride a bike and i like do spins and shit and like it's a <laughs> you know what i mean like if you yeah, have to yeah. like it's a weird thing that you you're yeah, you're trying is, to yeah. do like it's a unique thing and it's like it's easy to like explain that away like uh, I probably should quit. Like, this is a fucking stupid thing to, to try and do, but it's yeah. like, that's like a even harder to, you know, go through all of those things of like growing up and all of those like life lessons whilst also trying to do that thing that you're trying to do. Dude, yeah. Like, it's just unbelievable to overcome. I feel like overcoming shit like that brings out a character in you that mm. you just didn't think that you had you know and for me to not overcome it but conquer it and be who i am now like i still face adversity every single day mm. like i still show up to skate parks with people like i showed up to level up yesterday and people like the scooter kids were fighting over logan and i who was the best and i was just like who the fuck cares yeah but <laughs> like it's just like what you were saying before like it's just insecurities that like obviously i want to be the best and so does everyone else that i compete against yeah but i respect everyone whether they are competed against them or not just like i respect you and just like i respect everyone that's working hard to achieve something they want to achieve and they go through hell trying to achieve it until yeah. and they don't give up until they achieve it and when they do achieve it it's their everest yeah they're just yeah guns up and that they could die happy yeah i feel like i feel like you never really even feel like you've made it to where i mean you won the world championship and you've won world cups and you've like won almost everything and it's like you still don't have a sense of okay i can stop now it's crazy no, fuck no fuck no i guess a lot of people don't know the real brandon lupos yet yeah so when um you know, when I go to Tokyo and whatever medal I get, bronze, silver, or gold, I'm not going to stop until I get get that gold medal. Yeah. You know, it's just I'm going to die trying to get it. You know, like whether I what you know, it's just that's all I'm thinking about right now is the Tokyo gold medal. And there's a lot of other things I want to do. Is obviously get a second gold medal at the X Games and and just 
promote BMX and a healthy life, healthy light because it's got a pretty bad light on it in a yeah. lot of in a lot of places. Like it's crazy that to me that councils around Australia that build the best skate parks in the worst areas. Yeah, and I feel like it's that needs to change because that people look at us and they think like you know we're pot smokers drug dealers yeah. that are just at the skate park they're just there I'm like no yeah. we're athletes man like we're, we're here you know like we're not messing around like we're we're fit well, you like you can't even do drugs you're in the fucking olympic drug yeah, testing program right now bro i can't i just can't do performance enhancing drugs though yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i don't do any i don't do literally any drugs i don't drink i don't smoke i don't do any sort of i, I mean i take ibuprofen that's it yeah which is fair enough <laughs> I mean, you need it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I need it. Dude, I got uh, two injuries right now. I have a broken rib right now. Really? Yeah. I've been riding. I broke my rib filming for Channel 7. Fuck. Uh, that yeah. sucks. And not even... I think it was four days after I broke my rib, I had to do a photo shoot for Nikon. Oh, really? Yeah. What was that all about? I was just testing something, like a camera flash or something. Oh, okay. Was this, how did that work? No, I don't know. It was... Japanese crazy technology, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. But like, are you sponsored by Nikon? No, no, like? no, no. It was just a gig my friend got me. Oh, They're right. like, oh, they come to the skate park, come out. I'm like, okay. And I That's just showed cool. up. And they dude, I was just like, oh, they're going to test this new camera or whatever. And yeah. Dude, they showed up this production group and, you know, contracts. And I had to wear everything black, no spot, no no logos, no nothing. Did you like, get paid? Yeah, I got paid. I was going to say, fuck, yeah, if yeah. you didn't get paid, no, you no, got no, hustled no. hard. Dude, yeah. Imagine, I used to be that kid. They used to get hustled. Like, fuck yeah, everyone's dude, that kid at the start. Dude, yeah. I remember I used to do like the, the Today Show at 5.30 in the morning on the Monster Mini Ramp at Sydney in Sydney Olympic Park. We have this like wooden W ramp. Yeah. And I used to do shows like at 6.30 in the morning for free. Like, I, what was I thinking? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's kind of <laughs> like how it is at the start though, right? Yeah, literally. Like you kind of, yeah. everyone just is on that fucking hustle and you're just like using one and then you're like, oh, I'll fucking get to send this this sponsor a link of me on TV and I'm going to, it's just like that fucking grind at the start. And it's crazy too because like at the time, I just thought like everyone would care, like, you know, all these different brands and, yeah. and at the end of the day, no one fucking cares. I know, man, dude. <laughs> it's the fuck, it's the worst, eh? Like, yeah. I, the amount of times, like, I mean, even with the podcast, like nowadays, I just don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> even, even if you don't like post it don't post it I don't give a fuck I'm yeah. just gonna do another one cause like I always I'm like oh man when this guy posts this one it's gonna do this and I'm like it doesn't do shit and then you'll post like <laughs> the most random thing and then it just catches fucking fire and you're like alright well I guess you only need a dude with 2,000 Instagram followers to have like a crazy good episode yeah it's so weird but yeah all the stuff you think will matter just it doesn't matter like you've just it's just left foot right foot left foot right foot (laughs) just Just keep keep, fucking keep walking yeah just keep chipping away yeah Yeah. just keep walking yeah it's just like at that time you just think like you think you're like you mathematically put things in your head you're just like this would mean this and this person will like this and then I'll talk to this person and we can figure something out but at the end of the day it doesn't even get past step two no no (laughs) you're just like hey this is me and I was doing this and you know this you know this is a big news station in Australia or big company whatever yeah and then at the end of the day I don't even know if they read the email or not because no reply no nothing (laughs) and I'm just like sick yeah <laughs> man it's it's like a balance though because i'm a big believer in visualization dude yeah me so too. i love like i see shit happen i watch 
stuff happen like down to like the travis podcast yeah that was like episode 15 of this podcast jesus and it and i just was i knew that when nitro tour was on i was like dude i'm gonna get travel on and yeah, i mean yeah. it's like i've known him forever so it's like it's feasible it's not yeah random but lining him up and his schedule and getting him excited to do something like that it just it, there, there's a lot of variables that go into that and i just i just had it in my brain that episode 15 was going to be with travis pastrana and we're <laughs> going to get these photos and we're going to do all this shit and it, yeah. it played out the way that i thought about it so it's a it's a tricky one because you don't want to waste too much energy thinking about like oh if i do this channel seven thing and then i do this and because it, it's like you can waste a lot of time on that yeah, yeah but on the flip side there's that whole visualization thing if you really believe that something can happen and you put everything into it like sometimes it does yeah no it's f- i i definitely believe in visual visualization you, you as well. talk like you you don't you talk shit into existence like i can just yeah. tell from just today like the way <laughs> that you talk like you talk about tokyo like you've already got the gold medal you talk about it like you and logan are gonna go one two you the you're a guy that you can see that that's why you've been successful like you have a fucking pretty crazy belief in yourself yeah well at the end of the day it's just been something that it's always been you know internal i've always wanted to believe in myself but i've always had people around me like no you can't that's cockiness you can't come Mm. off as cocky you can't look like this guy you can't say these things and now i just like you know like what i said before i'd rather like people not like me for who i am than do you like get a lot of hate for that shit? I do. Or sometimes? I do, yeah. I do. From, but like, other writers or from fans? or nah, just from fans. And I wouldn't... I, I would call them fans, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, dude, I just say whatever the fuck I want now. I don't give a fuck. Like, like what you were saying, like, I talk shit into existence. I would say it's true because all week I've been texting Lucas, like, I'm going to be a fucking world champion. I want to be a fucking world champion. That's all I give a fuck about. Yeah. I can see myself winning it. Like, I could, like it was crazy. I, I have my... um. Beats by Dre headphones. Beats by Dre hit me up. Um, <laughs> I was on the the side of the course, just like visualizing my run and just visualizing like wearing the rainbow jersey, getting the the necklace on me, and like just I can I can visualize like my girlfriend coming up to me and hugging yeah. me, and kissing me, and telling me she's proud of me, and my coach being there for me, and coming back like I visualize coming back to Australia for some reason and having my dad there, yeah, and being like fucking hell, you know. And, like, I visualize shit so, like... Vivid, yeah. Vivid, dude. Yeah. Like, it's like deja vu, like I've seen it before. That's sick, yeah. That's the shit that works, bro. Yeah. Like, that's the, that's the level that, like, I think this year... I, I was undefeated this year, like, yeah. with my comps. And that's what all I thought about. I just thought... I was like, I'm not gonna... Like, I literally... There's nobody that I will, will fight in my divisions that I'm going to compete in that is as yeah. good as me. And, like, I just constantly saw, like... That's so sick. Every, every, all these submissions, and I saw yeah. my hand getting raised. I, like, I felt the feeling of, like, when I fucking hit my chest or whatever. Like, yeah, I just... Yeah. I've constantly felt that shit. And it's, like, it all fucking... It happened that way. Like, Dude, it's... Yeah. Su- but, obviously, you got to do the fucking work to back it up. Yeah. It's no good just thinking about it. But I, I really believe that if you want something bad enough and if like if you're a person that like listens to this shit and you don't have those crazy vivid visuals like you're talking about you're robbing yourself of like some serious fucking 
uh, I don't know, success. Like, yeah, like, like potential, yeah. eh? Yeah, yeah. You're literally robbing yourself of success because the most successful people on earth predict, pretty much predict their success. Mm. And I don't want to say I predicted my world championship because, like, you know, I had to put the work in and I was like, point zero three of a point losing to logan mm. and it, you could have flipped a coin it was that close but dude like you can literally like if you're not constantly having those vivid visuals of you winning then you're never gonna win you mm. know and so it's so sick you're undefeated like i want to be undefeated you know i want to win everything next year it doesn't matter what it is like, my level's a little bit different to your level bro <laughs> doesn't matter bro you're still you're still fucking getting beaten up <laughs> so for me like i get beaten up emotionally with this bmx thing like it's so it's so emotionally taxing yeah like traveling to and from places meeting not not meeting people meeting people is great but you like constantly have to be brandon lupos everywhere you go everywhere i go but it's so good to like let my hair down and just be like who i am and i just think that for me to let my hair down i was just like fucking i'm just gonna be who i am like yeah. what Jake, like what um el hombre was saying in his like podcast with you is like he, he just started being himself and that's mm. when he started getting people liking him whether he won races or not mm. like i'm a massive fan of jason anderson and not because of he won races but because jason is a dude that i look up to in a sense of just being yourself and mm. if people like you cool but if they're not they don't like you then cool for me i, I want to be that jason anderson but obviously not that level of jason anderson yeah, yeah. like i want to be the best version of myself but i have that kind of mentality where like i am me and I, and i'm you know I say things how it is and I'm not going to be fully unfiltered yeah. but it's just going to as close as you can I'm be I'm just going to be as close as I can yeah. I'm, pl- I'm going to be a polite dick if that makes sense <laughs> yeah, yeah. humble brag <laughs> yeah dude yeah. it's um I was just I posted the Jason Wygant podcast today dude I we love were... Jason he lives in North Carolina too really have you ever met him dude never I'm a massive fan of that dude like dude. I, I listen to J- Racer X and shit like dude I love that dude yeah fuck we'll hook that up and He's then I heard there. he wrote a quad <laughs> yeah <laughs> that wasn't his choice though the poor bastard yeah that's um, alright yeah we'll, we'll fucking we'll, I'll hook that up but yeah get you to meet him he's a fucking cool dude have you ever been through like the Joe Gibbs racing shop or anything dude, like that that's in Charlotte I live in Raleigh so that's like that? it's like a three hour drive oh okay but uh, I've done that drive like in one day yeah dude I would, you should. I would definitely go out to JGR meet Jason and stuff 100% yeah you should do that we'll fucking definitely get that hooked up man dude like yeah. go out there and like cause um who they got riding for him this year so they got Filthy Phil Nicoletti. Filthy Phil's riding Supercross this year yeah yeah so they got him that's and then, sick and um Freddie Noren as well and um they have uh uh oh, so Alex what? Alex Martin riding yes, 250 as well yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. out there as well now yeah so you and, should and um Joey Savachi lives in North Carolina now too I think yeah yeah cause he's like he's yeah. out for a bit though he's still there yeah he'll, he'll be there but he won't be riding for a while Poor yeah. bugger. He got fucked what up. Did, what did he do? He like, you know that, did you see, you didn't see any of the race, eh? No. So there was a sick rhythm section. It was like a three on to a tabletop. Oh yeah. That, and right then, out of that left corner. Yeah, right? out of the yeah. turn. And then he went three on, but he hit fucking neutral and just went full on. Just like, oh, like he got fucked up. It Dude. was, it was bad, bro. What, what did he like ACL? No, or? he like snapped his tip and fib. I'm, oh, I'm pretty sure he busted like a, an artery as well I oh think, that yeah. that's where he's gonna be out for a while yeah like, it was tip like, him, like oh that's like two months max yeah so i don't see why he's out for the whole series but it's like 
Yeah, like an some, artery fucked Yeah, out, some yeah. like bad fucking blood vessel artery thing. I don't know whether I messaged him um, when he was in hospital because I went down to Melbourne the da- the week after and he was still there. Like he was flying Jesus. out. Yeah, he was flying out. I think I landed on I landed on Thursday and I, uh-huh. I messaged him to see like if he was still there and if he needed anything or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, dude, I'm just about to fly out. So yeah, he was Jeez. he's got they were stuck in that hospital for fucking nearly a week. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Poor bastard. Him and his wife, huh? Is it his wife now? No, I don't yeah, but I don't think that she was there. He was just there by himself. Oh shit. But when I spoke to, I spoke to him on the Sunday after the race and uh and Bailey and the AME boys were yeah. with him, so like they fucking they look after those boys pretty good. Yeah, Adam's a good dude. Yeah, oh, you met him? Yeah, yeah, he's he, he's um Sinclair's agent still, right? Adam Bailey? I wonder. I don't know if he still does the management. I probably does. But yeah, he's always yeah. been Cam's um, Cam's manager. Yeah, because that, that's how I met him first. Cause yeah, Because like, right. I, I met I met Cam through Nitro, and then I met Mick, his brother, who sponsored yeah. me while he w- was working oh, for Fox. Oh, Fox! Yeah. And then I met that that like that crew. Yeah. Yeah, they're such good dudes. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, pull this a little bit closer. Or you come, in, you come into <laughs> yeah. it or pull it back a bit. Um, yeah, sweet. Yeah, we were talking about Sammy before because you've just had your fist glove be released. When, yeah. when was, like you said, you've been riding for Sammy for years, eh? Dude, yeah. It was like on and off though. Like I... um, Like as you got sponsors where you couldn't use fist or whatever. Yeah. Well, I um, I first got my, I got my first pair of gloves from, from Sam from fist in 2012. Yeah. And that was when he lived in Melbourne and he owned a skate park down yeah, there. Yeah, Ramp Fest. Ramp Fest, yeah. And uh, he was just like, hey, if you have any gloves, gloves, let me know. And I'm like, heck yeah. Like, fuck, I love these gloves. And it's even like, it's better that it's him, you know? Yeah. And I uh, signed with Fox like a year later and I couldn't wear his gloves anymore. I was low key, pretty bummed because I <laughs> loved his gloves. <laughs> but uh, Fox are really good to me and it, they have good product too. So, but as soon as um, I decided to part ways with Fox, I, I just hit Sam straight back up and I was just like, hey man, like, uh, can I wear some gloves? <laughs> That's he, so good. And he was just like, "Yeah, man, you're not on Fox anymore. Fuck yeah, what's your address?" And he sent me some gloves, and and that was when we started um, teeing off again, like started working together again. And you know, uh, I think it, it meant a lot, like to me, to wear the gloves in my first X Games gold medal. I wore the pink ones. Yes. And yeah. I gave them to a, a random kid in the crowd, and the kid. Uh, I think he sent me a photo like six months later of him wearing the gloves at the sca- at a skate park or something. That's so sick. And uh, and uh, I haven't told Sam that by the way. <laughs> I haven't told Sam that, but it, if you're listening to this, Sam, yeah, he'll listen to this. Yeah, he frosts it. So yeah, yeah, he's dude. He's such a lord, huh? Yeah, dude. I'm. He's a hustler. Yeah, he dude. Is. Dude, he's I'll, like a new level of busy these days too. Yeah, it's, especially I'm not gonna say right before Christmas, but this dude is just nonstop. Like, yeah. We were hanging out with him the other day. Yeah, we went to go look at my glove and stuff. Yeah, when it first dropped, and I got some like got some gloves off him, and we went ate our wives with Matt White and stuff, and that was really cool. And just to like talk to him and sit on the couch and and just talk shit with him was so sick. But dude, like the phones, the guy's phone didn't stop. Yeah, and I'm so proud of him because obviously like that dude came from fucking Tassie, where like he had a dream, and now he's like finally like getting it you know and i'm so proud of him dude same man same here eh? like seeing 
his new warehouse like so he was in here for the f- whole first half of this year oh shit so he was downstairs like yeah, that yeah. where uh showed you ainsley's office yeah, yeah so yeah. all of that that was fist so like every like just four months ago yeah. not even two months ago fist was in here and now he can oh, barely shit. fit in his new place so it's like that's how crazy that Dude, it's yeah. been you know and like people always think it's this overnight success there is nothing overnight about Fist. It's 10 years, man. Yeah. The only thing that was an overnight success was Pornhub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> it's so crazy, too, how close you are to Sam. Like, like Sam's just over there. Yeah. And, dude, yeah, like we said, like, he was downstairs, but now he can barely fit in his new warehouse. Like, yeah. I can only imagine how big it's going to grow from here on out, you know? Like, yeah. Fist is so sick. It's crazy. It's always been crazy. Well, it's not crazy because I fucking know the dude. Like, he's yeah. the man. But it's so crazy to see guys like you will call him and be like, I want to run Fist. And we're at that skate park level up today. <laughs> and, like, what other fucking glove was there, bro? No, no, I'm not. No, it's not crazy, glove. dude. Yeah. Like, it's fucking... It makes me, like... It trips me out, dude. Yeah, It yeah. fucking trips me out to just everywhere i go like moto tracks fucking every time you get a skate park like he's just he fucking crushed i just like i get it but i don't get it it's so (laughs) gnarly how he's just dominated that whole deal dude it's so crazy too because it's it's so obviously it's i'm not gonna say it's a product you can touch and feel because you literally can yeah but like the 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 impact he has on people just to wear like something over your hand is ridiculous yeah like when my glove came out I was super stoked and then one of my friends like obviously I've had people being like oh yeah a couple of pairs and large thanks like yeah. give me some free gloves yeah. but it was crazy when my glove dropped I've had friends like send me like message send me like receipts of like screenshots that they've bought the gloves Yeah, and I'm just like not only like they're buying my gloves but it's like to have my design on a fist glove yeah. is insane and plus all how how many other people wear fist gloves around the world yeah freaking insane like i go to germany america like england is dominated by fist too no one in england doesn't wear anything but fist it's so crazy dude but in america it's kind of like you well yeah it's a different market over there different way different market but he does well over there too but it's just like and man he fucking struggled during those ramp fest days yeah like big time like he's had we're we're coming up to chapter 88 of the podcast i think this would be i think 85 just dropped today so i gotta get Uh, sammy in here because like he's fucking 88 and like man he's got a really crazy story like he's been through fucking hell and some of the holes that he's dug himself out of dude i don't think i would have tried like honestly i mean even now like i fucking have holes to dig myself out of that are like that are fucking baby potholes compared yeah. to what he did like he Where you just, couldn't see the sun at all he just kept he climbing. just nutted up dude and fuck man like there's yeah i can't say enough about how hard that motherfucker has worked to get to where he is it's insane dude so man, yeah so proud of him yeah no i share that that same vibe and like yeah just all the top dogs want to be on that brand it's fucking dude, crazy yeah. 
there's people that hit him up that that are like big free ride dudes that are like give me a sig glove and he's like no you have a gear sponsor like they won't be stoked on that and he's like yeah. no fuck it let's do it yeah, yeah. <laughs> no bro <laughs> and, and now like he's doing all like everybody's merch he's just fuck he's killing it it's yeah crazy. harry bink and stuff and yeah. solely and shit yeah like dude yeah. brooke evers was in there the other day like dude, having a yeah. meeting with him you know like it's just he's yeah fucking domination by the big dude, dog so insane yeah fucking hell so yeah that's insane i love sam i've known him, i've known him for a real long time but yeah to see how big his companies are yeah. becoming is insane well he's a he is the first person that turned me on to you oh really yeah it was at x games in sydney oh, that, like we walked up to watch you and um and logan and bulldog and it was like it, yeah sam was telling me he's like this fucking this brandon lupo it's like he's from sydney and what happened in that run did you because the course was fucking shit right yeah it was because it was dirt i think that i watched you in. yeah yeah and the course was just fucking garbage terrible. because of the the rain that they had yeah. but yeah did what did you get at that x games i got fifth yeah okay but, but they um, made like a big deal about you and like your mom and dad being there and stuff, right? Yeah, but it's crazy that they make a big deal of it, but they were on the other side of the stadium. Oh, really? Yeah, so I was just like, fucking kidding me. They yeah. made banners for me and everything and I couldn't see him. Oh, that's a bit <laughs> like, of a Like, it was a big stadium too. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was pretty shitty, but I mean, at the end of the day, X Games was a good event in Sydney regardless of the, wi- regardless of the rain and the wind yeah. and stuff like that. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I rode all right like i i um i did a a flip double tail up on the first jump and and cash rolled the middle set Mm. and then triple the last one but i i didn't i like slipped a foot but it didn't hit the ground yeah i just rode away one footed (laughs) like this yeah and um i thought that was good enough for a podium but i got fifth and i mean it's shit happens you know yeah it is what it is it is what it is but I just I put a lot of pressure on myself because I won dirt in Minneapolis Mm. and I knew I could have won Sydney if I if all the the stars aligned but obviously like I'm a firm believer in in God and I do believe that like he there's things he like there's things I'm meant to win and not meant to win Mm. and I do believe the things that I'm not meant to win are the ones that I have to learn from yeah and there's one of the to lose a gold medal that was in my hometown the only chance I'll probably ever have to getting that gold medal in Sydney it, it uh, was a very big kick in the ass for me because I was like I wanted that gold medal yeah. more than the Minneapolis one yeah. to do it in front of my family and stuff especially with all the stuff I went through in 2018 and 2017 and, and it was crazy because the day before the the day before no was it the day after yeah the dirt final was on the 20th of october and my grandma passed away on the 22nd 22nd yeah and that was a year yeah and i was just like to you know to do it and have my family there with all the shit we've been through that year yeah. was insane i mean that still would have been crazy fucking proudy anyway as it was dude that like didn't matter if i won or not like yeah. i walked over and they're like my boy yeah. they all got photos my best friend was there and he brought his newborn as well and that was like ins- it was it it, it it made me feel good knowing that you know i put so much pressure on myself to win all these contests and all these people expect me to do well and it's good to just not fuck up but shit not go to plan and people still be like there you know? yeah yeah well I mean do you think you maybe put too much pressure on yourself at times yeah 100% <laughs> <laughs> I like I, I make it a very 
bigger deal than it, it originally is. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's just, it's a contest. There's more to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, yeah, you're right. But yeah, I mean, you seem like you kind of, you do put a lot of pressure and it's like, I always say pressure makes diamonds. And it's yeah. like, I, you know, I do believe that, that pressure brings out the best, but you definitely don't want to get it to the point where it's like a crippling pressure. At, at the end, of, I feel like pre- negative pressure and, pre- and positive pressure are two different things. Yeah. You know, and other people believe that none of those pressures exist. It's just pressure and how you deal with it. Mm. But for me, I learned how to make my pressure, make pressure my bitch. Yeah. So <laughs> what, what, what's your idea of like a, a positive pressure? My idea on a positive pressure would have to be people who believe in you and tell you that you can do these things. You just need to keep doing what you're already doing and you will achieve what you want to achieve as long as you just maintain. Mm. And then the negative pressure is people who are like, tell you what you have to have to lose. Yeah. You know, it's like, or you could win this, but you could also lose it. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, for me, I, I, it, depend, it depends on the number of people in the final. There's normally 12 people in a final, but in the Olympics, there'll be nine. That's I have one out of nine chances to win that gold medal. Like, it's not a very, very big odd, you know? Mm. One out of nine people, you know? But at the end of the day, you can make it as negative pressure or, like, all these guys have to screw up and I have to do okay to win. Yeah. Or I ride at my fucking best and these guys can't touch me. Yeah. And that's positive pressure. Yeah. Right at your fucking best, like you know you can. And I feel like that's, you know, you can transform anything into positive as long as you find, not a loophole, just to be like... This a is way, what, like a way yeah. to shift your perspective. Yeah, just put perspective, yeah. Just to shift your perspective into the positive. Because for me, I grew up around a lot of people that were very realistic and to me it translates over to negative mm. because ne- cause realistic is something that is a way of giving up. It's easy up. to shoot for. It's easy to shoot for. And for me, I want to shoot for the stars. Yeah. And I'm like, if I can, if I can see it, I, I believe it. And that's, that's reality, you know? And it's not like I'm living in fairy tale land. I'm just like, I can see it and I can touch and feel it. And I know it's going to happen. And I put my, my energy into this positive pressure. Yeah. And strive towards it. Yeah. What you were saying today that like the whole Olympics thing is kind of met with a bit of negativity in like the BMX community. Yeah. What's the sort of story there you reckon? I think they just don't want to accept that it's an Olympic sport and it's uh it it's it looks bad. Where for me I think it's such a good look for our sport what, to yeah, be taken what's seriously. The, what's the thing that they're like against? Like what is negative in their mind? Well, to me, like, I, I don't even know how to answer that question. Like, there's <laughs> nothing for them to hate about the Olympics. Like, if they don't like it, cool. They're not, no one's asking you to do it. Mm. Like, for, for me, uh, I never really found my place in BMX until the Olympics got announced. Like, for me, I wanted to win an X Games gold medal. Like, I can't imagine what I would be doing if the Olympics weren't here. Like, I'd still be riding, but I'd be like, oh, I have an X Games gold medal. What is there more to win? Yeah. You know what I mean? Where now the olympics are involved there's a new threshold there's a new whole new world and for me that that was what i was missing is like like the way x games are so commercialized and so like to a t on one style of riding Mm. in different disciplines for me the olympics is me to a t Mm. like it's when you think about 
BMX and BMX freestyle in the Olympics, I want people to think about Brandon Lupos. Just like where people think about 450 Supercross, they think about you know Eli Eli Tomac, Ken Roxon, Ryan Dungey, and when they think about MXGP, Jeffrey Hurlings, and Antonio Cairoli. Yeah. When people think about BMX freestyle in the Olympics, they think about Brandon Lupos. Yeah. Like yes. that that key that's that's where I sit. Like that's where I that's that's where I belong. And, and you seem like you really want to push BMX out of like that negative image. Yeah, hundred percent. I I want BMX to be looked at as a as the as I look at it as the most positive sport of all time. Like mm. my bike is my best teacher. Like it's taught me so much about everything about life, even if it has nothing to do with BMX. Yeah. But everything has everything to do with BMX when it comes to life and 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 riding. Like yeah, like, I totally yeah I totally totally agree. Yeah, I just think that like it's something that you just learn as you get older like for me i feel like i've learned the last 16 years of riding my bike i've learned more riding 16 years that i would have ever learned in school and i'm not talking about mathematics or geography whatever that shit doesn't fucking matter but dude like shit that matters like the only thing my bike can't teach me is how to do my taxes (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know what i mean yeah but it can make you money to pay some cunt to do it (laughs) fucking hell (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe Uh, hopefully i can get around that amazon guy get those loopholes he has that he has as well yeah 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 because he didn't pay his taxes and he made like insane money like no way it's fucking crazy hundred something million dollars and didn't pay any taxes it's america g and fucking donald trump didn't pay taxes too Brought the system, dude. I think, <laughs> I think, I think the whole tax thing is um, just kind of like a a way. It's like a test. It's like how can you get around this? Mm. <laughs> and I feel like they do it. So, they do it so well, and we all get fucked. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the rich get richer. So fucked. Um. So yeah, when did you say that you got into into the motocross shit as heavy as you did? I want to look up to see what highlights are available for the uh, Supi because I I still haven't watched the Melbourne stuff yet. Yeah. No, my my first race I ever watched live was Anaheim three in two thousand fourteen. Mm, remind me who won that race? Chad Reed. What what Anaheim two? Anaheim three. Anaheim three, two thousand fourteen. I was definitely there. Was he really? Was that the Honda year? No, it was Cowie. Is that the Cowie? That was when he still had two two motorsports. Yeah, and, and I was um, definitely there. And Villo was there. James was there. Fuck, I'm trying to remember that race. We, let's just look that race up real quick. Yeah. Make sure this is playing through the thing. Yeah, I was there for... Because um, that was the last year of Anaheim 3, I'm pretty sure. 2014. Yeah, right. I need to look that shit up. Yeah, I pretty much didn't miss a Supercross race for, like, really the whole time that I was there. Um, 14, Anaheim 3. All right, let's watch this fucking highlights right now. Oh, Jason was on a KTM then. Yeah, dude, that's, that's right, dude. Yeah, I remember. I remember I watching remember, that. I, I was at that race too. Because he took he took out yeah, um, Sealy Cole Sealy. Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I fucking remember that race. There's one that uh. Maybe like yeah, it was definitely Anaheim, Anaheim two or three, something like that. Let's see this shit. If Reed's on, on the Cowie, it, it was definitely there. Yeah, dude. I, um... 
Yeah, dude, I yep. I fucking remember this night. I was sitting right right there, like where that triple was. Actually, really? yep. Yeah, this was. Dude, uh, he came. I think he didn't get go. I don't think he got a good start, but he came through the pack really well. Yeah, because he didn't get like the, he wasn't one of the first guys out of the gate. Wasn't this? This was the year I'm pretty sure where James got knocked out at round one, or was this the race that James got knocked out? No, the, it wouldn't have been this race. Well, this was the year that Kenny almost won A1, right? And then James got him Yeah, right. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then what was the year that Stewie got hit by um, hit by Dunge and that put him it out? It was this year. I think it could be this race, dude. It, if it's this race, what a fucking crazy first race to watch, huh? So this was your first live race? <laughs> yeah, I was I was sitting up in um, the Fox. I was riding for Fox at the time. Oh, and, sick. And... Um, I was up in their booth drinking with um with beaks and stuff. It was yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I um I didn't like Chad at this point in my life. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people did, man. It's crazy, eh? He's fucking so loved now. Well, I mean, I fucking love the dude. He's well, I mean, we're actually Dude, look at that. We're actually friends nowadays, but yeah, the, this time like I remembered not like actively <laughs> not cheering for him, bro. Dude, Chad Reed's a fucking hero of mine, man. Yeah. And my cousins as well. We both watched grew up watching him. Like, obviously, when I had a little hires from motocross and supercross, like, he was, like, our hero, man. Yeah. Like, our fucking hero. And it's so cool, like, my first supercross race in person to see him win. I think this is the last one he's won, too. Like, supercross. Yeah, maybe. Maybe yeah. it's about... Maybe it's a... I put a curse on him or something. Maybe... Nah, I don't think he did. <laughs> I think he's old. <laughs> uh, yeah, he just turned 40, huh? No, I don't think. Nah, he's only like thirty-five or something. Well, uh, in your um, podcast with Ricky, he was like, "I just turned 40 I was like, "Fuck off!" No, <laughs> yeah, he's talking shit. Yeah. No, he's he's only like thirty. Maybe he's like thirty-six or something. Yeah, man, fuck yeah, this is crazy, eh? Dude, look at dude. Villo is on him, man. Yeah, Chad's holding his. Own. I I don't know that he liked that bike too, to be honest. The Cowie. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what... Dude, the look at Ken, too. Yeah. Ken's on Villo as well. Well, this is when they were riding together as well. Oh, really? That was, yeah, this they, is when they were both at Alden's. Oh, yeah, that's right, true. Dude, that's so crazy, Ken, on um, KTM. It look, that seems like a long time ago, doesn't it? Yeah. It doesn't look too different from the Honda. At the end of the day, like... I mean, he's pretty much ran the same gear, just a little bit yeah. redder bike. Yeah, yeah pretty much, eh? <laughs> hey. He, um, I saw some Instagrams that he's been posting lately and like, he looks so fast, dude. Dude. Like, so. This could be the year. Maybe. This he could need, be the well, year. he'll definitely win some races this year. Dude, I was so bummed he didn't win, um, I think, was it Atlanta? Houston? No, Houston, it was Houston with Cooper Webb. Yeah, he got second there. That was oh, crazy. Oh, fuck. Unless he out. Ah, oh, fucking hell. Um... Yeah, dude, old Chad fucking getting it done. Motor concept. Dude, he's Suzuki. like pulling away from these boys right now. It, yeah, because fucking Ken's well, on Villa and Villa's on the ass. defense mode. He's like riding right the outside. Yeah. Jumping inside, outside. Oh, look at Ken. He's coming through. He's coming through. No shit. Shit. Dude, he gets him though. You watch. Villa does? No, um, yeah, Villa gets Ken like later in the race, I think. Dude, how sick is the atmosphere at Anaheim? Like, it's such a cool stadium, eh? Dude, the fans go insane. Yeah. Dude, like, the fans are just insane. And especially that 
it's always was crazy. Well, I mean, they've stopped doing the three rounds now, but like to, yeah. to sell three rounds of Supercross, Supercross yeah. there, 50,000 people each, um, each event. I wonder, um, yeah, so I'll look for OzX Open. Yeah. No, Did you, have you got to meet many of those dudes or? Uh, no, not really. I mean, this is crazy too because um, Mertz told me to come over one night when I was in town and he was like, hey, come over. Or, um, I'm having some friends over, like Ken's going to be here and stuff. As soon as I heard Ken was going to show up, I was like, hey, man, I can't. I'm just going to fanboy too much. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, fuck him. He's Ken. And I'm like, yeah, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> But All right, we're gonna watch the uh, we're gonna watch the highlights of Melbourne right now. Yeah. Why is this taking so long? The internet is tripping. You got dial up, mate. Oh no, we actually like <laughs> we don't have we don't have dial up, but we're pretty fucking close to dial up here. There's like there's some weird shit with the our um. Sorry. No, you good. There's um there's some weird shit with like not being able to get broadband in here for oh, some no way. yeah for some oh not broadband this is broadband but we can't get like the nbn or whatever oh okay yeah because i don't know some someone's buried a fucking cable or something under our driveway or like it's just one of those like just stitch up yeah it's just one of those like dog shit deals fuck's sake i know which is fucked because i want to start doing these things live but dude that'd be so sick if you did that what oh i was like why is it ads right now but i'm not on gypsy tales yeah, when um when I saw like the the time come up, I was just like 20, 20 seconds. What? <laughs> yeah, um, I need to connect this to my phone because Boost Mobile has the best. Don't play that shit. There we go, Jason's iPhone. We're fucking doing this. Boost Mobile, getting us through this podcast, everybody. Boost Mobile, hit me up. Yeah, fucking <laughs> Brandon Lupos needs that. Uh, needs that fucking data. I know, right? Vodafone ain't cutting it anymore. No. Nah. This shit ain't cutting it either. Fuck. Dude, look at Cloudy on top of the list. I know, man. Yeah, that makes you pumped, eh? Sydney, Dude. Sydney boy. Oh, Wongong, mate. Straight out the gong. Straight out of the gong. So sick. Not letting me connect. What is up with that? This is killing me, Brandon. Yeah, I know. What kind of studio are we running here? Dude, I think it's that you chose the wrong Wi-Fi. Yeah. What the fuck? Just do the thing. We want to watch the race. Man, how crazy does that stadium look right now, though? I can't believe that's in Australia, man. Fuck. That, that, st- that racetrack was in Melbourne. Yeah. It's um, fucked in up. In Marvel Stadium. Yeah. Dude. I had a moment where um, I walked out of, like, the they've got, like, the seating under the grandstand there. Yeah, yeah. Of, of, like, sorry, the floor. So it's, like, they got the grandstand and, yeah. like, this floor seating. And then I, like, walked and there's, like, a, re- like, a, the t- upper deck. Yeah. And so you walk, you walk into the seat, but the whole stadium, the roof and stuff is kind of covered by the deck above you. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then when you walk out past that, like, the whole thing just opened up. And I was like, no holy way. shit. And it was right in practice, first time I'd seen the bike. I just, I had the craziest moment of, like, wow. Like, this what is fucking fuck? in Australia right now. All right, we've got some action. That's so crazy how it was, like... Did, did they really did the track designers really expect the riders to turn left take the corner and go right no uh, I didn't dude did you see the start how they just it's supposed to be like a yeah, start I, left then right yeah, there's no I, way I really didn't I did not like that first turn 
right, we're back. We're back. Gypsy Gang, we're back. Yeah, I didn't... I, I really didn't like that um, first turn, to be honest. But everything else just looks so good. Dude, Jason's on a freaking new level. There no, you go. That was, the, that was the cloudy thing, bro. Championship, gone. Dude, that, that upsets me. I haven't seen that that um, mistake that's a full on mistake yeah and then he went down again dude oh no that's Ando that's when Chad took Ando out I fucking love Ando oh yeah see, <laughs> yeah so Cloudy went down there um yeah I I fucking love that about Ando too that he legit just didn't give a fuck that Chad took him out he was yeah. like whatever bro like why do I care <laughs> how gnarly is that I feel like I get along with Jason Anderson. Yeah, you would for sure. He's, he's just the like most mellow dude. Yeah, I feel like I'm pretty mellow. We can mellow out together and vibe. Yeah. He likes a lot of the same music I do for sure. What kind of music are you into? Like old school hip hop. Yeah. Like Biggie Tupac. Yeah. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Spanish rappers though. Yeah, we need after this. You got to tell your Spanish story. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been listening. Uh, I've been listening to heaps of Wu Tang Clan lately. Yeah, I have a Wu Tang tattoo. Oh really? Yeah. Oh no shit, Wu Tang forever, son. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you listened to the Rogan podcast with um, with RZA? With RZA? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How he's like vegan. How he was like talking about how how him and ODB were vegan and yeah. stuff for like the longest Dude, time. Dude, like a really long time. Yeah, before that, he was even a trend. That tripped me out hearing that actually. It's so crazy. It was saying that he was like, how he believes that an animal shouldn't die for him to not be hungry. Yeah, I think that's so cool. Do like, you are you vegan at all, or like you? No, I definitely feel bad about eating meat for sure. Like I love, I obviously love the taste of it, and and dude, like, yeah. I mean, I would definitely try it. I just wouldn't try it this close to the Olympics. Yeah, Cause, yeah. Because I have a friend of mine that was com- that competes and he's vegan and he had a really rough time adjusting. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no way I want to risk myself getting that yeah. into that stage before the Olympics. Yeah. So I might try it. I don't know. I can, I I mainly eat vegan anyway. I just eat like I don't eat cheese or sour cream or you, I don't drink any milk or anything. Yeah. Like I could adjust really pretty easy. Yeah. The only thing that I would suck that would suck is uh, eggs. I love eggs. Yeah. Okay. I feel like eggs though. It's like you don't have to be hardcore fucking vegan if you like the eggs thing to me seemed well I guess the whole idea of like the extremist version of veganism is where like you won't even use an animal product like uh, oh dude Ando just went like straight through the whole deal no way yeah he cut the he went through he just went like straight through shout out to Nobby also he went through the knobby he went banner through the, right there. Yeah, went through the knobby hole shot. I wonder how that would... Did it, Did he get disqualified or nah. anything? No well, like, way. What you, like, that's a crazy first turn. Like, you can't expect people to not... Like, all of those dudes to go through the turn without anybody fucking it up. Dude, um, what a great race. Yeah. That's the that's the section there. That's that triple where... That's where... Savachi um, fucking yeah. watered. I can't believe how hard the dirt got in press day. Looks really hard pack for yeah, sure. Yeah, when we got there for press day, it was just like full blown titty city. <laughs> Holy like, fuck! I did not think that it was going to get like that. Eh? Not gonna lie, I like Justin Brayton's bike. Not having the number one plate without the red plate on it. Yeah, it looks really sick. Oh, oh damn! Who was that? That's Cody Dice getting fucking slammed, dude. 
it was so crazy seeing how slick it was that section was sick too yeah the the layout of the track apart from the first turn was so good it's just i just don't know like it's really hard to know the conditions of like why the, it went as hard packed as it was you know yeah um well what did the riders think of the last jump how it was like a kicker which one the last jump like the the finish line jump how it was like a fmx kicker i don't think people really minded eh it would have been shitty to scrub if you wanted to scrub it. I, I actually, I think that they're fine. Like, I think that they're fine with it, eh? That's so sick. Dude, look at fucking Ando said the funniest shit. Uh, <laughs> he's like, dude, Brayton's kid looks like he's got a fucking harmonica and a Mumford and Sons. No <laughs> like way. Album in his pocket. It was the fucking best call of the whole night, dude. That's so sick. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that was a good race. That's cool. It was really cool hearing, um, hearing Wygant talk on that shit too dude I feel like he he makes it too yeah. he does such a good job yeah like, he's so legit bro like if he did MXGP I feel like Supercross would kind of not do as well yeah I feel I wish he did do Supercross to be honest I think he's the fucking best in the game at it yeah dude I, I, I don't know why like outdoors I get so stoked to hear his voice in outdoors mm. he's just like I don't know he just has that excitement about him I think Langston's really good too. Yeah, yeah. I really like Langston as a commentator. Yeah, I have a friend of mine, um, Dan Hubbard. He does Supercross too. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's he's like really good, but he's not in the studio. He's like the guys like on the microphone at oh, night that yeah, talks to yeah, the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's really really good. How'd you know him? He's a BMX rider. What? Yeah. No shit. Yeah, he owns a BMX show for a competitive energy drink company. Yeah. And he um, does shows with them. Yeah. Right. So it's really really cool. Yeah, and then so then he does the Supercross shit. Yeah, that's his main job as a Supercross, but his passion is, like, he went and bought ramps and sells the... Wow. Yeah, the shows to, like... I don't know, it's it's just cool. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, he does shows for that energy drink in different, like, schools and all around America and stuff. So yeah, yeah. It's really, really cool. Um, the, the, I remember what I was saying before, the, the whole vegan thing of, like, I just don't... I don't see eggs as being, like, a problem. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't think that eggs... If I see the fact of, like, keeping chickens in crazy cages and, like, the treatment side of it, yeah. but I feel like if you've got chickens in a coop where there's no wolves or snakes or fucking anything bad can get to them, that's a pretty dope life for a chicken in exchange yeah. for some eggs. <laughs> exactly, Like, yeah. I really don't see the, the issue of that. Yeah, well, a lot of vegans see the, the issue. If it comes from a, an animal... But at the same time, there's always, always the argument where the vegans are eating the chicken's foods. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> no, that's fucking... They're that's... like, oh, we're saving animals. I'm like, are you really? You're eating their food instead, bro. Yeah, no, I fucking... I get it. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I just, it's just funny. Yeah, I just... I think the... Um, yeah, I just really don't think that... Especially, like, chickens can get fucked up so easily by basically everything. Anything, dude, anything. And it's like you're protecting these completely vulnerable fucking birds <laughs> and it's like in exchange for some eggs like I'm probably taking that deal if I'm a chicken really True. like I can't not think of like chickens like being tortured I don't know like when I think about having chickens I just can't not think about the hangover where they're in Mexico and they have like <laughs> the, chick the chickens in like the hotel room and they're like on on like 
cocaine and they eat chicken <laughs> and they're just like a vicious chicken. <laughs> they're like attacking people and shit. Uh, dude, speaking of Mexico, how the fuck did you learn how to speak Spanish? Why did you learn how to speak Spanish? Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, when I first moved to America, I moved to Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah. And I moved in with my good friend, Brian Fox. And we had a roommate, I'm not going to say his name. And he was from Colombia. Yeah, right. And he didn't. His English is good, but he kind of he was a really influential guy, and I trusted him. And he was like, you know, it, it, how it started for me to speak Spanish is that he would he would be like, you know, since we lived together, he'd be like, you know, instead of water, he'd be like agua, agua. Yeah. And you're like, you want some agua? I'm like, sure. And then eggs, huevos. You want huevos? I'm like, yeah. And um, it just started from there, like hola and like comastas and casas and like just like different, like instead of labeling it, like learning a language, it would just it would just be like another, yeah, just teaching another, on the go, yeah. It would just be like instead of saying how you going, it's just comastas, yeah, comastas, yeah. And you know, I'd reply in Spanish as well. And then, like, I don't know, I got more eager to learn it as I learned more words. Yeah. And then I just said to him one day, because he moved in with... Because we moved out of that house with Brian, because Brian moved to Florida. Yeah. And we moved into a new house in Holly Springs, which is just 20 minutes away from Raleigh, where we could be closer to the skate park to practice every day. And I was just like, hey, man, I really want to take this Spanish thing seriously. I want to learn to speak Spanish. And he's like, okay, go get a whiteboard. And I went and got a whiteboard and started writing words that, like, I would, if, I, like, for me, I had to learn to write, sh- not learn, sorry, learn to write shit down, but I had to learn, like, pretty much listen to myself, like, what do words do I use every single day? Yeah. And write them down, like, what, what, what are the words I say mostly? And translate that into Spanish, and I wrote them on the whiteboard. And I would, like... I would uh, look at, like, not, like, what this translates over to, but, like, what the Spanish word is. And then if I recognize that word with the English word, I'll rub off the English word. And I'll still uh, know that yeah. Spanish word means that. I still struggle with Spanish, but um, it's uh, it's definitely cool. <laughs> but one thing that um, really helped with my Spanish is listening to music. Like, I, I got really... In, like, my, my number one played uh, artist on Spotify this year is Bad Bunny. Really? Yeah. Who like, the fuck is Bad Bunny? Spanish rapper. He's from Puerto Rico. Right, we're fucking looking up Bad Bunny right now. Dude, he's such a badass. He doesn't speak English, but... I mean, he does, but it's not, like... Real, it's not good English. He's got, like, the Hispanic sense of humor. But, um, yeah, Bad Bunny is, like... A G, dude. Like Bad he's, Bunny. Yeah, he does. He has a song with Drake, and it's in Spanish as well. It's literally that there. That's his new song. So we're playing that shit. Forty-four million views. This motherfucker has forty-four million views in three weeks. Yeah, insane. He's insanely <laughs> famous, man. This is sick as fuck, dude. Yeah, this so- like vet there means go away. This is gangster right now. Yeah. Sudabas. <laughs> I have to cut this bit out, but yeah. 
This is like a pretty decent budget music video too. Yeah. It's got a million likes. I'll give that a little thumb. So you can understand this, like I, I like at the fir- at first I don't understand it. I'll listen to the song and I'll be like, oh yeah, I'll pick apart words and stuff. But what helps me is like like translating it over and saying this this sentence means this. It's more yeah. like sentences. Yeah. Because when we like even when you and I speak, we use sentences more than words and sen- sentences more than words. Mm. And that's the same in Spanish. Like you got to know some sentences because otherwise, like if you don't know the word, if you just pick apart the words, you'll never understand it. Mm. Like you just for like for people who for yeah for people like us who speak English fluently yeah it's like for people that are learning English it's like hard for them to like know what we're saying because not only we use a lot of slang yeah but it's it's hard for them to know what the sentences are yeah because that's the same in Spanish dude there's fuck he almost has a billion views on this Drake song yeah what the fuck. Yeah, Bad Bunny's a celebrity, dude. What the fuck? Wow. Drake's a bit of a fuckboy, bro. (laughs) 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 Oh, this just screams fuckboy to me right now. His Spanish is okay, though. It's better than mine, but it's alright. I mean, this is like a super smart thing for Drake to do, really. Yeah, to if get you think in, about it, like, like the biggest Mexican artist. He's a Puerto, oh, Puerto Rican. Rican, sorry. <laughs> of Spanish artist, I guess. You yeah, could say his, we just say Hispanic. It's like easier. Yeah. But Bad Bunny, dude. Bad Bunny's twenty three. Wow. That dude there is twenty three. Wow, dude, this is fucking tripping me out. This is a sick little come up. Drake's a full fuckboy <laughs> in this video <laughs> yeah. right now, dude. No offense, Drake. I love you, but you're a fuckboy. <laughs> he probably... He, dude, he, he, he fucks, though. Oh, Drake dude. fucks for sure. <laughs> he fucks. Dude, I, re- I remember reading some shit um, where, like, Drake is basically, like, so famous that he only pays for sex. Yeah. Like, he doesn't fuck regular chicks yeah. anymore. He's just fucking, like, pros, basically. Like, how crazy yeah. is that shit? You get, yeah. Like, to have sex with Drake, you'd have to fill out a form. And I'm not even joking. Like, there'd be full-on NDAs and shit yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, it'd be crazy shit that he has to do just to get a nut. <laughs> like, it's fucking wild, huh? Dude, I can't imagine, like, being that famous, dude. No! No fucking way. It'd be terrible, dude. Like, I was saying on a podcast the other day that um, I heard in my apartment complex like I was just walking down to the car and this dude like I could see in the window and he had like his laptop his lay in his bed and he had his laptop and he was watching Joe Rogan and I'm like <laughs> I'm like fuck that like no I'm fucking like, way I don't even want I don't want that like it's fucking crazy like a, like Justin Bieber level celebrity like no. when he was a kid fuck that dude even right now man like he actually seems like a really nice guy I've FaceTimed Justin Bieber before no way <laughs> yeah just randomly with a, a friend of mine is like really good friends with him he actually yeah. used to be his stylist oh, what okay. was the word he was his um fuck 
they had like some cool word for like basically it was like yeah. Beaver's like style style coach. Right. He wasn't a stylist. He was a style coach. He's probably Dad Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yeah, we were we were at like Riviera Golf Course one day, and like yeah, Beaver FaceTimed us, <laughs> and he's like, he said, um, what did he say? I don't think I've ever told this story on the podcast, but he, he's like Ryan was like, hey, it's my buddy Jace. He's like, Jace, what's up, man? Like, who are you, dude? <laughs> and I was like fucking nobody bro <laughs> like, that's literally <laughs> what i said to people i was like i'm fucking nobody like i don't that's it but but that was when that was back way back when when now you you're so you, nah, it's I'm not still like nobody you're, you're somebody <laughs> i'm still somebody. nobody Bieber. um bad bunny dude that's like are you into diane wood no nah. have you ever heard of diane wood no no brah <laughs> all right you're about to get yeah. fucking this so this is like the south african bad bunny Oh, really? South yeah. African? Yeah. You've it's never crazy. heard of Diane Wood? Nah, I can't say I have, no. Wow. All right, let's play I Think You Freaky. Okay. It's this. These guys are crazy as fuck, dude. Oh, is it a group? Yeah. Oh, shit. These, you remember the movie Chappie? With mm. the robot? Yeah, ever, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is them. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's They're so a cool. fucking like crazy rap group. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude, these are legit as fuck. That's Ninja. Ninja yeah. and Yolandi. This fucking song, like, is so hard, bro. <laughs> I'm not even joking. What I'll, the fuck? This is like, if I could see a song live right now at a music festival, it would be this song. Really? Listen to the fucking drop in this, bro. All right. <laughs> How good is it, dude? <laughs> And this is like not a not a troll. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I don't know. Maybe it kind of is a troll. I don't. They're just they're fucking unreal. It's dude. like random sex dolls laying around. What the yeah. fuck? Fuck with him, pal. million views. Yeah, these guys are huge, dude. How good is Holy it, shit. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a pre-ride hype right. song right here, bro. All right. Yeah, you gotta wait for the drop. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's oh, so there's an egg. <laughs> it's so hectic, eh? This is Ninja's little bit. <laughs> Intense, eh? Dude, that's so hard. <laughs> that's their daughter. Jesus. Jesus, yeah. Lord. Yeah, they're gangster as fuck, bro. This is, um... Uh, yeah this is just like a full festival banger like could you yeah, imagine yeah. being the mosh pit for this oh dude I, I people's lives would be taking oh yeah they'd be taken here we go here's the drop <laughs> oh it's so crazy dude everyone would get so get so down with this 
Um, this is this is cool. This is like different. This is uh that like these guys are so fucking cool. They've got like uh this film clip's got Jack Black in it, Cara Delevingne. No like, way. Yeah, fucking everybody's in. Like they're they're like the coolest motherfuckers ever, man. That's so sick. They um just burning that hundy son. It's like dope as fuck though. Eh? Like yeah. how random is it? But yeah, so they yeah. um they fucking Lady Gaga asked them to be on tour. Oh shit. Yeah, with them, right? They didn't say no. They made a song and then a video clip where late you remember when Lady Gaga wore like that meat dress at the yeah, at yeah, the yeah. Oscars or the Grammys yeah, or whatever yeah. it was? And um so they made a video clip with like Lady Gaga and a fucking lion ate her and a prawn was birthed out of her pussy <laughs> to say like fuck you we're not coming on tour with you like that's how like hard these guns are Holy and then fuck. so they made that Chappie movie right and um and it was a massive massive success like yeah, it was yeah. so overwhelmingly successful yeah. they were making a sequel and then Yolandi the chick tweeted that Drake was a faggot <laughs> <laughs> and then they fucking pulled the movie. No way. Gnarly, eh? What like, the yeah, fuck? There's so many. There's Cara Delevingne They right just there. don't care? No, they don't give a fuck, dude. Like, it's really, really fucking, yeah, uh, super, super cool. But yeah, how gnarly is like... The South African. Yeah, just like some weird South African shit going on. And so, like, <laughs> a buddy of mine, he's been on the podcast before, um, Dusty Rich. Yeah. He's South African. And, oh, okay. and he like grew up in it's called like Zef culture uh, so like what they do it's like it's a fucking style like it's a South yeah. African style but yeah. to to because to me like I watch their shit and I'm like oh that's like this crazy like art direction like yeah. really bizarre shit but Dude. it's actually that's actually just like this whole South African Zef culture that they've just come out of yeah. that you just don't know about and that's like that fucking bad bunny shit dude dude yeah yeah same shit yeah and so you listening to the music is what really got your like got your Spanish going better yeah but what what um kind of helped it more was not only talking to people but listening to podcasts in Spanish as well really yeah because I've like Daniel speaks Spanish he's from Venezuela yeah Daniel Dares so like he does when he goes back to Venezuela he'll like post links to his um like podcasts he'll do over there and radio shows and TV and stuff like that. Yeah. And there's some interviews he'll do for American BMX media in Spanish as well because there's a lot of yeah. Hispanic BMXs in America. Yeah. And I'll listen to it and just like pick apart the words and just kind of know what he was talking about. And and it's it's crazy for me. Like it, it translates over for me wanting to learn Spanish. It translates over from my writing. Like yeah. the more work you put in, the better you get. Yeah. And for me, like... I like I remember there was like a month where I challenged myself to put my phone in Spanish ah. and that that helped a lot but at the same time it was it was like it was extremely challenging because I couldn't read like agreements in Spanish oh. so, like that was my only like thing is like if someone sent me over an agreement yeah change my phone to English then change it over back to Spanish once I was finished but that's the only exception was it pretty rewarding to like get good at Spanish yeah once you start like not having to put into Google Translate and back, you just yeah. like read it like it's you just know what that means. Is that's the better feeling is being like, fuck yeah, it's sick. 
That, just, that is crazy, dude. Because I always wanted to learn another language. Yeah, they say if you learn another language, it helps. It helps your prevention of getting short-term memory loss by like eighty percent. I bet, dude. Yeah. Have so, you had many concussions and shit? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I've had five. I think. Yeah. I I think I had one when I was younger. Like I think. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. I remember one year, one day I was riding the skate park back in Sydney. And I like went to jump into a quarter and my front tire slid out and hit my head and woke up and just kept riding. I, like I didn't know what a concussion was, but people were around me, like, but they mm. weren't in front of me. There was people around me like, you're right. And I get back up and just keep riding. Yeah. Okay. Like I just like go boom. Yeah. Keep riding. And I'm like, I think back to that now. I'm like, that was a concussion. That was a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't sick or anything or yeah. dizzy. I just like, I woke up and everything was blue. Yeah. But I just, I just kept riding can't really remember much of that day <laughs> yeah no fair enough <laughs> that's what happens when you get a concussion but my worst concussion ever which is crazy i didn't speak spanish at this point but i was in mexico and i was um coming around this bowl i was with my good friend larry edgar and he's like do you know um the kid we were watching today at the skate park yeah which one josh dove the little me? kid yeah the yeah. one you're like oh that's st- kid yeah, style yeah that motherfucker's fucking got style dude yeah dude, shout out to that kid yeah shout out to Josh like, Dove I wanna look like that kid when I do any activity <laughs> and like he was fucking smiling the whole time and yeah. like yeah that's a cool kid right there yeah I love Dovey he's a fucking awesome kid but anyway um, what's his Instagram we're gonna follow him right uh, now I, I think Dovey03 D-O-V-E-03 yeah I'm gonna search it cause I'll for sure forget that Make sure you Gypsy Tail Gang follow me on Instagram at Brandon Luposio. Yeah, for show. All right, I got that W follow. Um, sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's another kid like that, but his name's um, Larry Adkins, the American version. Yeah, okay. and he's like the world champion of like that style of riding. Yeah, and we we're like pumping around this bowl like this snake run, and we didn't have our helmets on. We were just like. We, didn't, we were like just cruising you know just like fucking around not doing anything too crazy but Larry just took it a bit too far and started going faster and faster and faster and I remember I was ripping around this corner my front tire sh- just slid out and hit my head so hard it bounced <sighs> it bounced it just went dude and I woke up and I like saw everything was white and, and blue and I was like like I don't know why like I had I had like physio there with me and they're like just stay here just stay here and I just legit just got back up and went to my hotel room and went back to my hotel room and, and just spewed really yeah I was spewing like I was hot and cold like yeah they can fuck you up bad. and uh, I went to a hospital and I ended up having um I had like a I had brain swelling a little bit of brain bleeding wow and yeah I was just like what the fuck is how wrong how long with did me? that fuck you up for after I couldn't ride for four weeks yeah like I just saw, as soon as like that week was done in Mexico like dude the first three days I couldn't go outside yeah like I couldn't like be look in the at, light yeah, yeah I couldn't be in the light no, no I couldn't look at my phone I couldn't play Xbox I bought an Xbox that week <laughs> I couldn't play fucking Xbox because of my fucking concussion I like legit got depressed because like I had post concussion syndrome which yeah. is like where you're just like just fucking pissed about having a concussion yeah. you can't do shit yeah just like fuck's sake what like shout out to my girlfriend for putting up for me that week <laughs> that was a mess but dude like Man, I, I got like it. I got a little concussion um 
like probably I'm still watching repeat I had a pretty like minor concussion from training like I didn't get knocked out I got kneed in the in the side of the head like yeah. I got kneed right in the temple oh shit I kept I, I had to stop for like I kind of stopped for like a minute just to yeah. just to like oh, fuck alright I'll like clear my head a little bit and um and then I, I just went I kept training and I uh, kept rolling and then it was at the class started at like 9.30 so by 10.30 yeah. I was done went home had a shower come in here I started like trying to work and like that corner where I edit is like it's pretty dark there's yeah, only like yeah. that one light so the I had the screen I turned that light off and then I had the screen brightness all the way down so I'm like practically yeah, yeah, sitting yeah. in the dark and I couldn't fucking sit there yeah. and then I got in the worst mood dude like yeah. fucking I was ropeable like so <laughs> fucking angry and then i was like because i've had a couple of concussions yeah. before from motocross and then i was like all right well I'm, i need to go home like okay yeah. I, I definitely got a concussion so then i went i walked downstairs i could barely drive home i only live yeah 2ks from here could barely drive home and then i just went and just fucking was on the couch i yeah. shut all the blinds i was like dude so i'm I can't imagine. I've had one bad one where I was like properly out and yeah. like I hit the. I basically, I I fucking actually hit a lapper in a set of oh, whoops. Oh no fucking way! Yeah, this dude swapped out in the whoops in front of me and Going then, like, across. yeah, and he just went and I hit oh, him like, fuck like Tebow. This can't dude. And then I went over the bars and stopped in the face of a of a tabletop. So I just hit this fucking up ramp, bang. I didn't know who my dad was. Like, it was like a proper concussion. Dude. But this one felt, I guess I don't really remember how that big one felt, but I, I remember being real angry and like stuff when I was in hospital. Yeah. And I remember, I remember we drove home from Mariba. It was a Mariba like club day. And it's like a real tiny town. They've only got KFC. <laughs> like that's the only thing in this yeah. town. And I remember like yelling at my parents to get me McDonald's when we got out of the hospital and they're both like there's no fucking mcdonald's here dude and i'm like 18 or 19 yeah, like yeah. i wasn't like a little kid but i was like fucking get me fucking McDonald's. like i was losing my shit but <laughs> this one made me feel worse to be honest yeah, yeah. like and it, i didn't even go out but just fuck man rung my bell eh? dude it's it's so crazy how gentle our heads are huh mm. like we gotta really take care of them because at the end of the day if your head doesn't work nothing else works well that's what's cool about you saying the whole spanish thing because it's like you're really pushing because like i don't think people understand that your brain is it's basically just like networks yeah. so like you just create it's like electrical signals that you create so if you do the same thing over and over and over and over again so like language yeah you speak english you're using the same patterns of like neurons firing in your brain to produce those same words yeah. and the over time you just do it and, and all of the other stuff around it's like it's like grooving something in with like a saw or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. but when you push yourself to learn a new language it's like you've got to create all of these new neurological connections in your brain to like yeah, produce just, the yeah. sound to memorize the word to understand it in the context of language like that's it's not a it's not a small deal to learn a new language no it's I, I definitely find learning it is so much harder as i get older yeah and i definitely envy the the kids who grow up speaking a second language like i could have learned greek when i was younger because my dad speaks greek oh really and my grandpa's like actually from greece and my godfather's from greece as well and 
they all speak Greek, but at the end of the day, like as much as I travel, I like wouldn't use Greek. Yeah, unless it was Spanish with them. is the move. Like, yes, yeah, there's more people on Earth that speak Spanish than English right now. Yeah, and for me to learn Spanish and plus, like, I have a lot of Hispanic fans, like in Mexico and in Colombia and in Chile and yeah, and just all all across the world really like it's so crazy that like that era of bmx is like so embraced by the hispanic community and i want to connect with those people and i think for them for me not having any reason at all to learn spanish for me to go and learn it just to communicate with my fans that speak spanish and don't speak english would mean a lot to them and would mean a lot to the sport too because like at the end of the day there's so many kids in in colombia and in you know mexico wherever that ride bikes that don't know what puerto rico yeah like there's so many dude costa rica is insane kenneth tensio from shout out to kenneth tensio he's uh done so much for the sport in costa rica yeah and it's a beautiful country have you been there never i'd love to go one day so beautiful dude yeah like he lives i can't remember where he lives but he he has like his own private ramp set up in costa rica and it's just like such a beautiful part of the world but he does so much for the sport down there and i and i admire that yeah and for me i'd love to be able to connect to the kids down there like he does with all the kids from around the world whether i speak spanish and english yeah yeah it's fucking cool man i I remember like not learning spanish but just like learning how important the spanish language is to even america like i got dude, friends yeah. dude what have you would you have ever watched like verb moto back in the day dude i've heard of verb i know jeremy neal just some verb stuff yeah that's yeah. about it yeah like, so wes williams a guy that started verbs one of my like best all-time homies yeah and uh he grew up in atlanta Oh, and shit, he okay. worked in a um, he worked in a restaurant washing dishes, and that motherfucker <laughs> can speak Spanish. Yeah, because he grew up working in a restaurant with a lot of like Spanish yeah. busboys and shit. That's so, so sick. like it was crazy, man. Because we'd travel all over the world filming, yeah. and we went to so many Spanish speaking countries, and like rental cars and fucking restaurants yeah. and so much shit. He would just start speaking Spanish, and it was the coolest fucking thing in the world to me. And I, I like half tried to Rosetta Stone Spanish a, <laughs> a little bit, yeah. like probably three different times because it was just so useful, man. Like insanely is, yeah. fucking useful. It's very passionate language too. Like you really need to speak with the heart when you speak Spanish. Mm. I noticed that when I, when um, you know, Spanish music is like with Bad Bunny and stuff. It's just like you can tell that it's like it's got feeling behind the language and it's like very romantic language and mm. it's just like, like I know passionate it's sort very of. passionate yeah. language and I admire that and I'm and I, I'm a pretty passionate person like I'm passionate about my sport and family as well and that's what I kind of see that in the Spanish community in Spanish language as well yeah like it's crazy like no no one I know in my family speaks Spanish my dad knows nothing spanish and it was funny because i one of my best friends is kevin peraza and he's from he's from america but his parents are born in mexico and he speaks perfect spanish and he met my parents and he introduced himself in spanish thinking they would speak spanish <laughs> that's and, crazy and my mom was like uh, uh no, no espanol no espanol <laughs> no espanol <laughs> lo siento oh, <laughs> no, that's, um, that's fucking funny dude yeah but um he was just like oh shit sorry like did you yeah. research like the best way to learn a language or did you just like do figure it out the way that you wanted to figure it out it's uh, for me learning the language is just as a kid i like puzzles 
and you just put the piece of the puzzles together you just got to know what the pieces are and for me to learn spanish is just learning what sentences are to me they're pieces of the puzzle and you just put them together but for me for spanish it's so hard to learn still because if you speak okay english you can communicate with people from england um mm. australia america doesn't canada doesn't matter where like if you for me i, I speak colombian spanish so if i wanted to speak spanish to someone from spain it'd be fucking so hard really? like, pe- like the slang in different countries are so like it's obviously pretty different when it comes from with english with mm. you know you know you have english slang american slang and australian slang but it's like a whole different language in spanish is there like colombian accent and like a then like a you know there, there, a, there a is spain spanish accent or is it more the dialect and the way they speak yeah more dialect but colombian a more proper speak like a more like um they pronounce their words properly in colombia where in um costa rica they don't they don't do the double they don't roll their r's and mm. like like if you want to say borracho they just say borracho yeah like they and like yeah it's just like that and in spain when you know you want to say como estas they say como estas oh yeah yeah. i've heard that actually yeah Yeah. like gracias yeah you can hear that like yeah it's very like feminine spanish yeah yeah but um dude venezuela where daniel's from fucking hard they're hard motherfuckers man really fucking ruthless motherfucker marico don't like dude they don't dude if you ever like if you ever go on youtube and look at venezuelan like gangs those guys fucking they make they put like nwa to shame in their (laughs) earliest days yeah the do they run their 12 year old kids running around with machetes like through canals and shit like dude gnarly motherfuckers yeah well dude that's like i never had the respect for like how hard even just brazilians are dude Dude, those guys are fucking ridiculous. Bro. They're fucking <laughs> a different... Because I have to go train with those fucking animals every day. And, like, the Brazilian dudes, it's they're just different. Like we Whole had, different breed. We had this one kid come over um, and train with us, and he was cousins with one of our one of the black belts. And I rolled with him for the first time, and I I had him in, a like, an armbar, and he just didn't tap. And I'm like, the kid's, he's like 18. Yeah. And he was like, fucking good. And I just was like, man, like, yeah. I know this is fucking on. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. anybody else, they just tap to this shit. And he's like, had fucking just pain all over his face. Like, his elbow started popping out and, like, didn't give a fuck. I just let it go. I was like, <laughs> I'm not fucking breaking this poor cunt's arm. Like, yeah. But yeah, just storm. And then he looked at me like, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> like, he just stone cold killer, bro. It was like, he looked as soon as I, like, yeah. as soon as I let go, it wasn't like, oh, thanks, bro. It was just like, pussy. <laughs> and I was just like, you're a fucking savage, dude. Oh, my God. 18 years old. Jeez. And it's like, that's, you know, that's not, that's not a gnarly Brazilian. That's no, just a yeah. fucking average Brazilian. Dude. Like, crazy shit. So, so I can't even imagine, like, the fucking, like, a Venezuelan gang or something, you know? Dude, yeah, like, I mean, just any any South American, and they go hard as fuck, you know? <laughs> <laughs> dude, those guys are just fucking ruthless. Yeah. Have you had any, like, um, really rad experiences traveling where, like, speaking Spanish has been, like, a super fucking cool deal? And you know what's crazy is I learned Spanish in like i started speaking spanish in january 
and I haven't been at, been at any Spanish-speaking country since I started learning Spanish. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I, I know a lot of my friends speak Spanish. Like, today I was speaking to my girlfriend in Spanish because she speaks Spanish as well. Oh, that's sick. Like, she went to school for, like, eight years to speak Spanish. Wow. And yeah, your girlfriend's cool as fuck. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, really. Yeah. I'm only like the, the little bit that I met her. I was like, yeah, she's actually legit as fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, she's um, like it was crazy. I was gonna bring her out here tonight, but I feel like she'd be pretty bored sitting in the corner. So. She's like fucking sick of hearing you talking, dude. It's so funny. I came out today uh, to come, get ready to come see you to come do this podcast. And she was in the car park drinking beers with the boys. And I'm just like, fuck. She's in the crew more than I am, you know? <laughs> but she's awesome. They all love her and I love her as well. She's cool. Yeah, that's fucking sick. Yeah. She came all the way from America to be here with me to do these events and stuff. Yeah, so what are the events that you're here for? So it's nationals this weekend, right? Yeah, the Australian National Championships are this weekend. So tomorrow, well, this Friday. So tomorrow is our C1, which is you can get Olympic points for and Sunday's the national championship and if Logan and I can get sec- first and second there and Logan can win tomorrow then we'll be in front of America by 30 points which is a bee's dick like mm. nothing so when does the qualification process stop May 2020 yeah okay so it's like how many events are like it's your top six world cups and there's only five yeah but there's apparently going to be a sixth uh, being announced soon apparently I can't remember where it is I heard Russia I've heard Spain which would be good yeah. and I've also heard um, yeah they don't speak Spanish in Russia no dude <laughs> Russia Spain you good I, I speak a little bit of Russian too what I mean I just know bad words yeah okay I don't speak Russian but I, I know bad words yeah yeah but um that dude Russian's insane but anyway yeah uh, your top six C1s uh, your top six World Cups yeah. and your top two more championship finishes which I have a bronze and a, and a first which is good yeah and I have three I have three World Cup wins and three C1 wins but you can max out at six C1s uh, so okay. I have to but for me which is good uh, I get to go to America and do their C1s and block their points and get points from for Australia for us fuck this is a process bro it's a strategy man it's like like who's helping you with the strategy uh, like Logan we work together and as well as Wade Boots from Australian Cycling and everyone else those guys they really support us with this whole deal you know yeah so yeah. so has it been has it been interesting to like go through the process of working on this whole deal with Logan you know what it's been it's been really good like I haven't like been, I bet it's been cool as fuck in the end but it'd be weird I I um we've always been competitors and we're going to be competitors at the end of the day we both want to win yeah but I feel like for us for us both to go to Tokyo we need each other you know and and I'd rather us be there together and then turn the friendship off for a week to do the event and then after it will be friends like I want like obviously like once we're both there then we can be rivals yeah and so just like look man let's just work together so we can both can go and then once we're there and we're good then yeah like if you don't want to talk to me for the three months before it cool um but if you do, sick. Um, you know, we're both going after the same thing. I respect you, you respect me. And, you know, like, I'm not going to be mad if you win. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be, you know, you're not, I don't want you to be mad at me if I win too, yeah. you know. Like, we, we both want the same thing and I want to, and I, I respect you. And let's, let's, we're on this journey together. Like, it doesn't matter who wins. We're the first 
two BMX riders to represent Australia in the in our sport in the Olympic Games, dude. Like no, like whether we win or not, like people are going to remember the gold medalist. But when it comes to like storybooks, like the first two Olympians, yeah, to represent Australia in BMX freestyle park at the Olympics, that Brandon Lee Paulson, Logan Martin, I think that's like going down the history books as two gold medals right there. Yeah, dude, I love the passion that you've got for this shit. It's fucking, <laughs> it's awesome. Thanks, man. <laughs> no, it's, it's uh, you know, you got to have it, man. I feel like if you don't have it, like you're boring. Like I feel like there's a lot of moto dudes I watch that I watch you know that race on the AMA circuit and plus outdoors and you can just tell that they're fake you can just tell that it's it's a blueprinted speech and you can tell they all sound the same yeah they get up there that and they say the same things and they they wear the fucking same shit and it's just boring yeah that's one thing oh, I love motocross but that's like the most boring part for me is listening to yeah really good start uh yeah, yeah came around the inside got taken out a little bit there but uh you know made my way through the pack yeah uh, and I'm just, just shut the, the fuck up man yeah but for me I'd just rather just come out and just be like yo yeah <laughs> just say like what my heart desires you know and, yeah and I have the same thing with Logan and you know we he respects me I respect him and you know the rivalry will start once we're in Tokyo but once you know once May 2020 comes around and we're both going to Tokyo it's obviously it's going to change a little I can definitely tell it's going to change a little bit but for the better mm. it's just going to be like look man you go do your shit I'll do mine and make the best man win but you know if if you win or if I win let's just not be mad at each other let's be happy for each other mm. and that's the one thing that I definitely can see is like I'd ra- like for me I'd rather win being happy than lose being sad yeah know? like I'd rather be like for me winning I win before the contest is even over I'll win when I'm like happy that guy pulled his run and I'm happy mm. that Logan rode his best and I still beat him because that's better than winning to me is beating mm. them at their best yeah so that's just like where I'm at right now it's just just like just going through that whole deal is, is definitely different and it's it's a learning process we've only learned we started learning about it in 2017 yeah like you know they got announced which is really when your career fucking started yeah really you know in terms of like the main stage right yeah that's yeah my my career started a little over two years ago Mm. even though i've been riding a bike more than half my life yeah my career started two years ago yeah it's crazy to think huh dude what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well man fucking we just about did three hours brother oh Oh, really yeah man i'm fucking i'm keen to get some food and fucking have a nap (laughs) dude i know right fuck i need to go get some toilet paper and get some fucking (laughs) shit yeah dude we ran our toilet paper in the hotel room not 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 hotel room it's like an apartment but they don't come clean the rooms yeah right and we and they're and i'm like hey can we get some toilet paper and they're They're just like nope you're on your own yeah we don't do that shit here bro (laughs) that's fucked up uh well yeah man i really appreciate you coming on and uh yeah good luck for everything um to qualify hopefully you and logan uh get to qualify for the olympics and then we got a couple fucking aussie boys standing up one two 
And uh, yeah, let's start fucking looping out. Yeah, in yeah. the loop. In the loop. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, when Logan and I get on the um, Olympic team, and we're both going to Tokyo. Maybe we both can come back and talk about it. Dude, fucking nice. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. I want to get Logan on at some point as well. Yeah. I'd love to have you guys on together. Yeah, that'd be sick. All right, well, I really appreciate it, dude. Thanks no for coming on. You're the man, bro. You're the man. Thanks, Yee! for this. No worries, bro. Oh.